With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, let's go, stinking genius. Let's go. Let's go, Trevor Lawrence. Let's go. Let's go. It took two good drives for you to be back on the Trevor Lawrence train. Congratulations. Did he look good or did he look good? Yeah, against the Cowboys' second string, he looked awesome. So? Yeah. So? Listen. He looked great against guys that he's not going to play against during the NFL season. He looked very human when he played against first streamers. I think they should count that Dolphins win today as a 1-0, by the way. I want to say that also. What what would lead you to think that that should be counted? Oh, that was a great game. I was I was, I was was watching that game like it meant they were going to get into the playoffs or not. How about you're that? Texting, you're texting me nonstop about yeah. this game. I'm, I'm trying to fit it. in a little nap, Arnie. I've got a oh, pretty wild. I, what is wrong with you, week. old man? We got football going on. There's no nap time during football. You didn't even pick preseason games on Friday because you said they were done and over and they don't matter. I don't think you get to talk ish because your Dolphins won a good game. Did you look at my college picks uh, for Saturday, by the way? Anytime you tweet We'll see how my picks did. Then you know that you want to brag about something. Well, so they were go perfect. Ahead. They were perfect. So I'm pretty disappointed about that, but they were perfect. You were disappointed about your picks being perfect. Yeah, you know, I expect better from myself. But what can you do? 
the very first tweet into the show is from Jack, who writes, and might be a burner account. Don't let Plank trash your picks tonight. Exactly. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take and then completely redeemed himself by picking the New York Giants to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, by so, the way, you can uh, watch me on TV next Sunday, too, by the way. I want to throw that out there. Oh, you can? How so? Uh, I, my league starts here, and I convinced ESPN to carry the game. I said there's a lot of D1 prospects in the game, so they're so that's that's <laughs> we're, this is a football heavy show tonight. I know, I know. That's Jason, no, no, no. I, I do want to start here though. Yeah. Jason Hershorn is back because we love him. He's great, and he's got a new venture that he's partnering up with our buddy uh, buddy Peter Bukowski to help cover the NFL season, and we're gonna get him on a lot. Lee loves talking to him. I love talking to him. Arnie, I know you love talking to Jason. Yes. I think Bobo likes him. I know to Sager likes. Him, so we're good to go with Jason and then Todd Furman to talk Vegas in hour two. Plus, we have an hour three, the most um, interesting maybe division with we know the Chiefs are the best team, but have the Chargers done enough to get to number two? Are the Raiders in the mix? Do the Broncos have anything with Teddy? A compelling AFC West preview that I'm sure Arnie will dump all over before we even get there. And can I stay perfect in my picks all year long? No, you can't. So here's you don't know two, that. Arnie, I love you. If you were perfect on your picks, you wouldn't be doing this show with me. You had one perfect week, so I'm going to go out on a limb and guess either an 0 for week next week or maybe like 1 and 5. I got a 7-pack with three more upset specials to get to. Oh, and you even added. You went from, what, three or four picks to five, 7 yeah, now. F- yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you had four. All right, so we have two stories that are just incredibly hilarious. Yes. Okay? Let's start. With what Arnie's referring to, which is ESPN had a game. They, they, they did a really good job, I think, in covering high school football, right? You right. had a chance to see South Lake Carroll play on Friday. And I won't lie, I was pretty pumped because I'm always intrigued whenever I get an opportunity to see standout superstars from the high school ranks play. And IMG Academy usually has a lot of dudes that are going to play college football. Exactly. Yes, yes. And apparently this team they were playing, Bishop Sycamore, <laughs> allegedly had a lot of college prospects on there <laughs> until the game kicked off. And it was 30-0 with seven minutes to go in the second quarter. It was so <laughs> bad. My guy Tom Luganville, Lugs, oh. was just that he was calling them a scam. The ESPN commentators in the booth were saying, if I'm IMG Academy, I'm getting my starters out of the game. <laughs> it's midway through the second quarter. They end up winning it 58-0. to zero, And now we find out what, Arnie, there's, there was like a matchmaker who, um, who kind of helped them find an opponent for the IMG Academy, and it's a team in this Bishop Sycamore squad that not only also played on Friday night, but had been beaten by IMG Academy 56-6 to on Friday and apparently has just five wins in its school's history. Chris, there was – maybe I, I missed it. Did, there was a story that they played two days earlier also. You know that? You you never listened to me. Oh, did you, you get to that part? I didn't hear that part of it. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> I, I just said they played a game on Friday before oh, okay, they played Friday. the game. I thought, okay, Um <laughs> That's amazing that they can get duped like that, that ESPN can get duped. How do they not fact check that and go ahead and find out what the real story is? How do they take somebody's word? How do they get fooled like that? It's amazing they can pull that off, you know? 
227 to 42. That's how badly Bishop Sycamore was outscored in 2020. Now, again, where I went to high school, we were not a good football team. We probably were like Bishop Sycamore. But ESPN, Arnie, isn't knocking down our door to broadcast the East Alton Woods River Community High School Oilers. So I, it was funny because I was, I'd completely lost track that the game was on today. So I'd kind of lost sight of it. And then I quickly realized, oh, I'm glad I did because I saw the score. There is, there's been a couple of tweets about it, but I, I, I guess, I guess, Arnie, there was a, there was a third-party marketing group right, that helped right. them find this opponent, and that's just not good TV, man. So an awful team ends up on ESPN, and it's not even a true high school. It's basically a bunch of dudes who get to play football, and the school part of it is is an arm. They gave the, uh, the play-by-play in, in broadcasters, they gave them a roster that didn't even have numbers on it, too. <laughs> and as you mentioned, they had lost oh. on Friday night to someone called Stowe Rocks. So- Are they lacking programming? Is there a problem here? Is there not a? Wouldn't they be better off just rerunning some game that they had or something like that? You know. Well, listen, there's hundreds of, of thousands – and hundreds of thousands, hundred thousands of college or high school football games that are going on yes. all over the country. That are legit, yes. <laughs> and, and they would give their right arm and maybe other body parts yes. in order to get their high school on ESPN, but they wanted an IMG Academy, and they couldn't find an opponent for them. So I can't decide if that's the funniest story today. Oh, that has to. Oh, well, how about your Mets Giving the fans the thumbs down yeah, every time they make I've, a big play. I've got a few. I, I tell you what, uh, uh, you know what finger I'd stick at them if they did that to me. That's for sure. I think it's hilarious. I think it's absolutely hilarious. You Mets fans are such babies. Wow. I mean, seriously, they're, they're giving thumbs down because you're absolutely the worst. You really are. Now, don't get me wrong. The Mets are the worst, too, okay? Oh, you booed us, so we're going to give you the thumbs down. Please don't boo us. Boo who they gave you the thumbs down. Are your feelings hurt, too? Quit crying about it. Laugh about it. It's freaking hilarious. And you have have your team president sending out a statement over this? That's Yes, But you know what? Now, instead of booing, I'm going to give you the finger back, but it's not going to be the thumbs up or or thumbs down. How about that? Okay, great. Don't. They're still going to get paid. They're still well, going to play. How about the booing? The booing's bothering him, so we'll see what the middle finger does for him. Okay. So that's your response to this? I thought you would find it hilarious that that's the way that they're celebrating things is by giving a thumbs down, and you don't even care about you, baseball. You think, you think I think it's funny that we went from winning the division to not even being in the pennant race to not even making the playoffs as a wild card to – not even getting anything. We're completely out of it. We're sub 500. Yeah. You think if I, I've enjoyed this, you're crazy. I don't think you care enough about baseball. I think you're all in on your dolphins right now. And I am, because I they am won their exhibition game dolphins, today. Yeah, you've yeah. forgotten about it. Yeah. But hey, the funny part of this is what Arnie brought up is this was a Mets team that was feeling themselves. Their fans were feeling themselves. Bottom falls out. Suddenly, they're four games under 500. What, seven and a half games out of first place? I would imagine that it's even deeper for the wild card, right? Yeah, they're seven games out of the wild card right now. They're not going to the playoffs. So, I was like, what a what an odd move by a player to give the thumbs down when something good happens. And then when the dope tells the story afterwards, you're like, oh. Well, this is not going to go over no. well in New York. No, I, I, when I heard it, I'm like, oh, you 
have to be kidding me. That you probably should have kept to yourself and just shut up and not even said. You should have just said, yeah, that's just a little sign we give to the to the guys back in the dugout when we do something <laughs> like that. You know, nothing big. And we're all fr- we're all uh, fans of Happy Days, so it's kind of like anti-Fonzie or, yeah, yeah, or no. something. Yeah, yeah. The, the funny thing to me about it is I'm absolutely, positively, a thousand percent for guys being an open book, right? Be, be an open book. Tell us what's going on. You don't have to blow smoke. In this instance, Arnie, I I really, and I mean really, think he should have kept that one to himself. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> that, I, where do they get the nerve just because the fans are booing them? They're like, oh, it's hurting my feelings so much. I can't take it anymore. We've got to do something back to these fans. So we'll give them the thumbs down. You know, it's kind of like doing the, you know, the long horns down thing. And that was a big controversy. Remember that, huh? Well, the horns down has been a controversy for hundreds of years, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, or at okay least it's it, taken. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 who cares, right? So say, who cares about a thumbs down? You just probably shouldn't say, well, we're doing it to boo the fans. Arnie, it's not like you guys have a sterling reputation of treating players well in New York. I mean, what do we got to go back like a decade ago? And I, who was it? The, was it a pitcher that said, I'm not coming back here because these fans are idiots? Oh, now you we're know? like fans from Philadelphia is what you're comparing us to, huh? It may be worse. Oh, ow. Maybe worse. Uh, Steve Cohen, by the way, did have a very twenty uh, funny tweet a couple of minutes ago where he said, I miss the days when the biggest controversy was black jerseys. I saw N- that. Now, that that's hilarious. That is, I love that. Yeah. that. That's playing it well. But I, wait, listen, you've got two, well, one's football, but two non-kind of NFL and college football stories that are just hilarious. And in all seriousness, I mean – it's not just Javi Baez. It's that whole Mets roster that is disappointed. And you know they're frustrated. But, Arnie, you'll be the first one to tell us. I mean, Mets fans, they don't play. There's This is a bitter, beaten-up team that hasn't been relevant since 88. Well, you made a run to the World Series, like, what, a couple, like, five, six years ago? Had a pretty good run with Syndergaard. But it just hasn't been able to get back to the point where they – this, this team, this franchise needs to be, the Mets need to be relevant. And when they tease like this and they fall apart, it's enraging. Well, thank goodness there's only two, see, uh, two days left in the baseball season. So um, I'm excited about that. Two days left in the baseball well, season. Well, September 1st, it's all football. The baseball season's done as far as, far as I'm concerned. It goes right to football at that point. <laughs> By the way, I found the quote. It was Ray Ordonez. Um he, he, he said, and I quote, I don't want to play here no more. The fans are too stupid. You have to play every game perfect. You can't make an error. You go 0 for 4. Are we like bleeping machines? So wow. Andrew Marchand found that quote I from like 20 that. years ago. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right. So anyway, there's oh. the two non-football related stories, if you will. Yeah, and I do want to, I wanted to start to show off on this, um, but we got to, kind of got right into it. Um, our thoughts and prayers are certainly uh, with the people down in New Orleans and down in Louisiana, obviously, and what's going on with the hurricane. I, it, here it's just terrible, all kinds of people without power down there, Chris. It's like the whole state now um, is going to be without power for about three, four, five weeks. It's an absolute mess, very dangerous down there. So we just want to say we're, we're thinking about you, and if anything we could do, 
Or just reach out to us, and hopefully we can keep you entertained for three hours, keep your mind off that, you know? Well, as much as I want to believe that we can do that, I think listening to sports radio is probably the farthest thing from those That's for sure. in the in the uh, path of Ida right now. Be smart. Oof. Be safe. We're thinking of you. Um, be act, uh, Just be listening. Be tuned in to all of your local alerts and be smart. Yeah, it's a scary moment right now. I, it's funny that I was worried about a football game there next Saturday. That was my biggest concern whenever I first started seeing these reports. Right. And then when you started seeing the severity and there was a report that it could reach Category 5, and then you start seeing the videos come Jeez. out, quickly football uh, jumps well on the back burner did, right now and our thoughts with you did guys. Did they cancel that game? Did they? No, not yet. No? Not yet. Okay. I, I, I have no idea what's going on with it. I can't, I can't believe you pay, you pay this elegant tribute, then all of a sudden you want to know if the game's been canceled. Well, because I, I thought I thought somebody had put that on Twitter. And I no, 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 no. Josie had put out that they're looking yeah. at every single option that's okay. possible for the future of it. All right, when we come back, let's go all in on the NFL exhibition season coming to a close. Jason Hirshhorn is next on yes. Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio brought to you in part by Discover, which matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Jason Hershorn, so good last week. Had to bring him back. I'm still working on getting by JBH without the underscore. Dude's ignoring me so far. Uh, Also, just co-founded the Leap this week and all over the National Football League. Jason, the preseason comes to an end, and we have the debate rear its ugly head about the relevance of it with J.K. Dobbins' injury. T.Y. Hilton a little dinged up. The Jets have to make a move because their defensive line was decimated, though their big injury happened in practice. I don't think there's a one answer to say, oh, play or don't play your starters. Do you? I mean, John Gruden didn't even take half his team to San Francisco today, and I don't think the Cowboys put a starter in today. Meanwhile, the Jaguars and Niners did, and everyone's hyped about them. So what's your take on whether or not you play your starters in the preseason? Well, the answer really is it depends. If you're a veteran team with an established quarterback and established leadership at very important positions, I don't think it really behooves you to play many or any of your experienced starters. If you're a very young team or a team that might be breaking in a new quarterback, like the 49ers are looking at right now, or like the Chicago Bears, there's more incentive there. So you have to determine what kind of team you're dealing with and then make the decision from there. And, you know, there'll be some variance in opinion within that. But we've seen that approach taken by the NFL as a whole. The teams with established veteran rosters tend to be more conservative with their players in the preseason than the one for the ones that have younger rosters that play more of their starters. And, you know, for their foreseeable future, I think that's what you're going to see. Jason, talk about what's going on in New England. They say Cam's going to be the starter, but Cam, oh, what, two for five, ten yards. Mac Jones looked great again, 10 of 14, 156, one touchdown. I know, second string, third string, I don't know um, exactly who he was playing against. Uh, did he not win the job? Did they just want to go ahead and let Cam be the starter? What, who should be the starter? Because it feels like it's going to be Cam. It does seem like it's going to be Cam Newton, but we still have to use that, you know, that guarded language seems like it's going to be. Remember, right. this is the New England Patriots. This is the team that traded, you know, lawyer Malloy right before the season. Like, they're, they're definitely capable of doing things that we think are beyond the pale, which I'm not saying – would be the case with Cam Newton, but he's a veteran. He overall played well, or at least well enough, to give himself serious consideration for that starting job. And Max Jones did look very good, and not just in a single game. And judging from the language that the coaches used during press conferences over the course of the preseason, they definitely feel like he has made big strides just within these last few months. So there's reason to think that Max Jones will be the starter at some point before midseason, and not mm. just for injury or for some other health-related concern. But I do think, like you, that Cam Newton is probably going to be rolling out there week one under center. So, Jason, interestingly enough, uh, something unique was happening in that Niners-Raiders game. Kyle Shanahan started bringing in yeah. Trey Lance in the middle of series. Is there a, is there a chance that they're going to play both quarterbacks this year and that Garoppolo still starts, but we see a lot of Trey Lance in certain packages mid-drive, mid-game? I think the answer to that is yes, with a caveat. That is, (laughs) I don't think you're going to see them shift 
play-to-play like we saw from the 49ers during the final week of the preseason. That, that seems a little less likely to me. It's something that we really haven't seen in the NFL, as that broadcast pointed out, since the 70s with the Dallas Cowboys. It's just not an approach that ultimately makes as much sense of being able to just radio in your play calls. But, yeah, I do think while Jimmy Garoppolo remains the starter, assuming that is the way that they go, that – Trey Lance is going to see action. I mean, they've been very clear about that. There's a bunch of packages that we know they're working on that we haven't even seen yet. And I think you're going to start to see some of those things come out in the first month of the year. So, yeah, I do think they're both going to see playing time while Garoppolo is the starter. And then if and when Lance takes over fully, maybe that shifts. I don't know how much Garoppolo offers off the bench in that sense. But, yeah, we're going to see both of them, I'm pretty confident. You know, Jason, I know you cover the Packers. What did you think? I know they lost 19-0. But Jordan Love, not bad, 12 of 18, but a bad interception, 150 yards. Uh, Can you read into anything with his performance? Is he NFL ready to play in case Aaron Rodgers goes down? What did you think? I think he showed clear signs that he is improving as a quarterback, and he also showed that he is not ready to be a starter right now. And this is something that the Packers probably knew internally, even if he has improved since the beginning of training camp. Simply, he's someone who they believe long-term can be a franchise quarterback, but he's not someone that they're ready to play right now. And that's not the only reason they want Aaron Rodgers back. Obviously, you know, the reigning MVP played a role in that. But Jordan Love is not someone that they really think can be effective for a full game if he had to start right now. 2021, with another year in his belt, could be a different story. But if he's going to make mistakes like he does in that interception, because that wasn't just a, a bad read or something like that. It was worse. It was a play that was blown by the offensive line. And rather than throw the ball away, play for second down, he just tossed in the end zone and hoped that something could happen. Those mistakes are the kind of thing that no quarterback should be making in their second, third year, and Jordan Love needs to iron those issues out. Yeah, and Arnie actually brings up a good point because he played well. It's just the only highlight you see is him throwing that pick. And it's like every highlight I've seen of the Packers game isn't him engineering a drive where they come up short. It's the pick that he throws, and that's kind of the lasting impression. Uh, Jason, a couple more quick ones. You spent some time covering the Chargers. Tonight we're previewing the AFC West, and i got to be honest with you. I I mean, obviously I have very uh, deep-rooting interests in Vegas, but I think the Chargers scare me much more than, say, the Broncos do right now. This is still the Chiefs' division. What's kind of been your read on how Brandon Staley has handled being the head coach and what Joe Lombardi could do for Justin Herbert? I think that's a dynamic combination. Well, I'll start with I agree with your assessment that the Chargers are a more dangerous team than the Broncos. And it's not because the Broncos don't have a quality roster, but the difference in quarterback is so significant that it's hard to think that the Broncos have a better chance. I mean, they waited until a week ago, not even a week ago, to determine who their starting quarterback was going to be. Justin Herbert has been clearly the starter all along. That's why he has not played during the preseason. And that Chargers roster is loaded. We know this. Now, the Joe Lombardi question is very interesting because the last time we saw him as an offensive coordinator, it did not go well. And there were a lot of circumstances related to that that may not apply here, but that still means he has a lot of questions to answer. Now, this offense, from what we've seen, doesn't look exactly like the Saints offense, even if that's the bones of the offense that they're using. It looks kind of like that mixed with some concepts that the Chargers used last year that Herbert was really successful with. Some of those almost Kyle Shanahan-like concepts, you know, the deep shots off of heavy play action, those things. And for that reason, it makes me think that maybe there's a little more here 
than what we saw with Joe Lombardi last time. I, I'm still skeptical because it was so, so bad in Detroit with Joe Lombardi the first time around, but yeah. that was almost a decade ago. This is a different set of circumstances with a very different group of players and a very talented quarterback and receiving core especially. So for those reasons, I think that you or someone else who wants to be high in the Chargers can feel justified. <laughs> and we'll see early on in the season if this offense makes sense for Justin Herbert because they have given him all the number one reps. There's been no effort to look at the other quarterbacks in that role. If Justin Herbert is going to work in this offense, we're going to know very early on. Jason, you could give me reports until you're blue in the face. I'm not believing it. I uh, If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't see Deshaun Watson ending up with the Miami Dolphins. I figure if the Dolphins were going to do, uh, do this, they would have done it a while ago. And the reports that the Texans still asking for three first-round picks and two second-round picks, that's just absurd. I'm not, I'm not buying into this whole thing. What do you think? Well, I'm asking for a $150,000 salary. It doesn't mean that I'm going to get it, right? <laughs> like, the Texans can make any demand that they want. It doesn't mean that it's a reasonable demand in the eyes of any of the teams potentially pursuing Deshaun Watson. And with everything going on with Watson right now, the, the legal situation, which that's only going to become more complicated in all likelihood over the next few weeks and months, he could get traded in theory. I think in practice, it's a lot harder to do. And if you're a team like the Dolphins, you've invested so much time and the number five overall pick a year ago into a tongue of Aloha. Are you going to throw that out the window? Is he part of this trade package potentially? There's a lot of questions they have to answer. And when Brian Flores, the head coach of the Dolphins, was asked these questions after the final preseason game, he brushed them off in the least convincing way possible so i think they know this is going to be a difficult situation to manage if they ever were to try it at least while watson remains in this sort of legal and football limbo for that reason like you i don't see it happening in the near future maybe later in the year or more likely next offseason when there's more clarity with watson it becomes more possible but right now i I, like you just can't see how this is a thing a functioning nfl team would attempt Great stuff as always, Jason. Give him a follow at by underscore JBH, and we'll talk again soon, man. Enjoy the countdown to week one. Thanks, Jason. Uh, you, you guys take care. Good dude, man. I love talking to him. Jason Hirshhorn. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I want to play what Brian Flores said when yeah. we come back and try to decipher through it. I know that you've got Tua in your preseason hall. Tua time. But you also had to a cut at the end of last year. Well, that's okay. We got Reed Sinet. So, with that in mind, um, (laughs) we'll hear from Brian Flores coming up next. But first, DeSager with what's trending and everything going on. 343 yards. Throw that out in there. You're right, Chris. It's best just to move on sometimes. Wow. I'm glad you guys brought up that high school football debacle that ESPN had. I was reading about that, and they quoted in the first half of the game the play-by-play announcer saying, it is very, very clear that this team just can't match up, that Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of D1 prospects on their roster, and quote, to be frank, a lot of that we could not verify. This is not a fair fight. And then the play-by-play guy afterwards tweets out his apologies. He said, they had no business being in that game today. None. I feel bad for the kids. Player health and safety was at risk today. It was uncomfortable for anyone who watched that. The high school blowout that ESPN apparently showed a team that not only was winless last year, but had just played a game 
two days before. Unreal. Uh, Unreal. Just unreal is the good word for it. Well, what's real, ladies and gentlemen, time to get excited because actual NFL football is coming. It's because we're football fans. It's because we love the NFL that we hate the month of August. (laughs) We hate the exhibitions, that is. If they would televise some of those practices, team versus team, they keep talking about, I'm there. Just get some graphics, a couple of announcers. I'm there. Preseason games, that's over, though. We had five on the schedule for Sunday, the last of which went to Cleveland, which finished 3-0 in the preseason. 19-10 the final at Atlanta. Baker Mayfield, a touchdown pass. Giants lost at home, missing a late two-point pass. Lost 22-20 to New England, and Giants tight end Evan Ingram left with a calf injury. You may have heard the Baltimore Ravens went undefeated in the preseason again this year. Of course, (laughs) hurt in the preseason finale last night was starting running back J.K. Dobbins of Baltimore. He is out for the year with a torn ACL. Vikings starting tight end Irv Smith will have knee surgery. Minnesota gave safety Harrison Smith a four-year extension. The Jets acquired defensive end Shaq Lawson from the Texans for a six-rounder. Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton is expected to miss at least a few weeks with a neck injury. Patrick Cantley was the golf winner after the Sixth playoff hole, defeating Bryson DeChambeau in Maryland. Only the top 30 players in the standings after this event move on to East Lake in Atlanta for the finale this next week. As for Major League Baseball, 3-1 Oakland over the Yankees tonight, thanks to a bottom of the eighth two-run homer from Tony Kemp. So the Oakland A's are now just two and a half games out of the final AL wildcard spot behind Boston, which gave up three runs in the bottom of the eighth. Boston lost 7-5 at Cleveland. Meanwhile, the first place team in the AL East, Tampa Bay, won its seventh straight game 12-8 at Baltimore Seattle with a win but Pittsburgh on a three-run homer bottom of the ninth beat St. Louis which is still alive for a wild card Cincinnati certainly leading the NL wild card chase for that last spot right now but Cincinnati lost 2-1 giving up a two-run homer in the first at Miami Dodgers were shut out by Colorado 5-0, and the Giants were shut out 9-0 at Atlanta. Michigan won the Little League World Series, beating Ohio 5-2. And I must mention that in L.A. today, actor Ed Asner passed away at the age of 91. Fame for playing Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show, and then with that character getting his own show later. But the guy won seven Emmy Awards, five for playing Lou Grant, Mm. two of his literally thousand i think in his roles he had in his long career Uh, about a decade ago in the animated great movie up he was the old man carl he was the voice of that but also arnie will remember this disney movie from the 1970s gus he was the team football owner the mule that could kick field goals exactly while the guy is winning all these emmys awards in this phenomenal career he's in this football comedy Don Knotts is the inept coach. It. Dick Buckus is in the movie. Johnny Unitas. Dick Enberg's <laughs> the announcer. Gus from the 1970s. Got to mention Ed Asner. Now the late oh, Ed, Ed Asner as he's passed away Rest today. In peace. Back to Thanks you. a lot, Steve. Um, yeah, sign me up for 91, though, man. What a life. What a life mm, for Ed Asner. Bet, all right. Oh, uh, So, Arnie, as I know you're all in right now on Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley being introduced right. to the crowd in this huge pay-per-view match, which... I really want to see Tyrone Woodley knock him out. <laughs> but then again, I also really respect that Jake Paul has somehow become a fighter that will pay to watch whenever all I knew him from was Disney shows and YouTube. And now he's a guy that I'm sitting here watching a boxing match right now. Um, Here was your coach, Brian Flores, after the game on the Deshaun Watson room. Reports, speculation, not things we really get into. Um... 
Look, I, I understand the question, uh, but as I've said in the past, any conversations that we have or don't have with other clubs um, are going to be internal. <laughs> so it's like, listen, I'm not going to talk about it, but if we were, I wouldn't talk to you about it either. And then Flores doubled down on his confidence in Tua. I'm very confident in Tua. He's done a lot of good things uh, this spring, this offseason, this training camp. Uh, played well last week. And again, my conversations with the players you know, are going to always remain between uh, me and that player. So uh, <laughs> I talk to a lot of players every day. Obviously, I spend a lot of time with the quarterbacks. But yeah, those conversations will remain between myself and, and that player. He's trying so hard to be Belichick, it's not even funny. Is that what you're catching from that, well, too? Well, I, I just I think it's, the same thing. You know what, how about just saying, no, he, we're not going to get Deshaun Watson. Tua's our guy. Tua's going to be our guy. We have confidence in Tua. Tua came off a great last preseason game. I Look, at, uh, unless there's something going on in practice that we're not privy to, and I've never heard anybody once uh, out of all the reporters that do go to practice down there in Miami that, oh, Tua's awful. He didn't complete a pass in, in 15 attempts in the 7-on-7 seven seven or the – 11 on 11, he was picked off five times. I didn't hear any of that. Of course, you get a lot of smoke, and it's all, they look great, they look great. Um, but there are people down there. You think we would have heard how bad he was? Or And by the way, if you're going to make the trade, you're not going to do it after the preseason's done. And, and Chris, we've talked about this before. What are the Dolphins over in the win total? What is it, like nine and a half? Is that what it is? Uh, let's, I, you know what's funny is I actually I, have it pulled I, up right here. They are uh, over-under is exactly nine and a half. Okay, so let's just say they're going to go 10 and 7 for our argument's sake with uh with Tua what are they going to be with Deshaun Watson 11 and 6 if you're lucky at, at most that he's going to come in and pick the offense up immediately and and there'll be no problems there that's at best you, you what are they going to win 12 13 games of course not they'll win they might not even win 10 games with Deshaun Watson so I'm I'm not buying into these rumors I think it's a whole bunch of nothing well okay they're a better team if Deshaun Watson is eligible to play in their quarterback than they are with Tua. Well, I, well, how many? If you think that, well, what do you think the Dolphins are going with Tua? Ten and seven. What do you think uh, they'll go with Deshaun Watson? Again, I'm not as high on the Miami Dolphins as you are with Tua, but you put Deshaun Watson, if he has no issues and he's not suspended, Arnie, you've got one of the elite quarterbacks in the league, period. And yeah. if if he's not going to be suspended. Or if he's going to be able to play, then I take what, – what's this every day and twice on Sunday? I take Deshaun Watson over to uh, every opportunity I've got. And yeah, to me, that if changes make, my whole outset on, I on don't Miami. Know if you, you make it sound like you're that much better – with Deshaun Watson, I think you're going to go ahead and be fine with Tua also. I don't think there's going to be much of a gap in wins is what I'm trying to tell you. I I think there'll be 10 wins with Tua. They'll probably be 10 wins if they had Deshaun Watson. If he picked everything up right away, Chris, I, I, don't, well, I think it's a bad move. And by the way, PR-wise, I don't want him on, sure. on the Dolphins. You know, I think it's horrible. It, it, again, I, I think you're kind of drunk on Tua's preseason performance. And and I appreciate your fandom, and this happens every single year with you and the Dolphins. Yes. Um, but you're right on a couple. PR-wise, you know, that's a big hit you're taking. If you're trading for a guy and giving up what's still going to be a fairly large draft capital move to bring him in. They're not just giving him away. 
Uh, and number two, here's the thing. We're two weeks before the season starts. All right, I don't think you can trade away the guy that you've given all the reps in camp. Unless Who is your boy that threw for 300 yards today? Reed Sinet. Yeah, unless uh, suddenly Reed Sinet is looking better Sinet, than Tua. Sinet, something right, like right, that. What, however know. you say his name. So <laughs> I guess more than anything else, Arnie, it's it's one of those moves that unless you're going to just get him to redshirt him and you're trained for Deshaun Watson and you know he's going to be out for a while, so you're giving up picks knowing that he's not going to be playing this year or that he's going to miss half the season, it's not easy as a quarterback to come in and just pick yeah. up an offense and roll. It's just right. no, I, it, yeah. it, it doesn't click usually. No, I and I agree with you. And by the way, where do the Texans still get off, if this is true, um, get off still asking for three first-round picks and two second-round picks? And I know they say you can ask for whatever you want. That's like me saying, Chris, you want to buy my Honda? Here's Give me a million dollars. Well, you're like, right. you know what? I'm not even going to talk to you. It's so stupid. I think that's yep. ridiculous. Um, you know, be somewhat realistic. Don't come in with such unrealistic expectations like that. Well, the rumors keep percolating. We'll throw the other teams that are in the mix reportedly, uh, reportedly for Deshaun Watson next. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You into this, Arnie? Jake Paul v. Tyron Woodley? Are you watching? No. No. 
Heading to the third round. <laughs> pretty good, man. I, I won't complain. I will say I give Jake Paul credit. Um, he's, again, gone from being someone that what was on a Disney show. Maybe that was his brother. But also has been a YouTube star. And then suddenly he knocks out Nate Robinson and we can't get enough of him. So good on you, Jake Paul. You've got me watching your boxing match. Thank you, Shady Sean. Um, as Tyron Woodley is looking a little tentative right now, Arnie, but we'll keep you up to date on this. Is it wild to you when you see how this is covered across sports platforms, i.e. ESPN doing stuff on it? No, uh, we're in talking about it now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. It's not just mainstream sports. We live for boxing like that, the Little League World Series, the Spelling Bee Contest. We, we look for anything outside the box. That's, that's, that's what we want nowadays. Uh, tweets are really good tonight. Keep them coming at Stinking Genius One. That's at Stinking Genius One. I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. So, just real quick to put a bow on the conversation about Deshaun Watson until yeah. maybe we ask Todd about it in hour number two. But it's being rumored that it's your boys, the Miami Dolphins, maybe the Denver Broncos, which I right. found to be pretty interesting, and. The Philadelphia how? Eagles. They just who are got still in the mix. What, what, how, how's that? <laughs> I don't wow. think you're declaring anything over just because you've acquired Gardner Minshew. Though I will say, I was surprised that Jacksonville only got back a sixth rounder for him. I thought it might be a little bit more. And now I can't help but wonder, what the hell were you giving him any reps at all? Were they trying to showcase him or something in Jacksonville? I probably. don't know, Arnie. Yeah, probably. And you know what? That's fine. I mean, I didn't think they were going to get that much for him. But what, you expect like a first rounder in return? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Arnie. I thought that they would get a first rounder for him. <laughs> no, but at the very least, you know, you're looking at a dude that started some games last year, had developed a little bit of a buzz. Uh, maybe, just maybe, he's got a chance to at least get you back a fourth or a fifth rounder. But nope, not the case. They get him for a sixth rounder. What a, a compensatory tick, uh, pick the following year, depending on how many snaps he actually gets. But you're out, right? You don't want Deshaun Watson in Miami. So no. from your perspective, you're fine with what you've got. Oh, are you serious? Um, yes, and I'm very serious. No, stop it. I mean, come on. You knew Arnie, that. again, you saw Tua last year. How'd you feel about how he did? I thought he could have been better. Okay. Then why I thought he could have such- been a lot better. But, you know, again, we didn't hear anything about practice. We didn't see anything. He had a great last preseason game. Is there something going on? Is there, is there somewhere along a report that he is just looking awful? He doesn't have the arm strength? I mean, my goodness, it's not even like a Dak Prescott thing where he's coming off a major injury or he's got noodle arm or anything like that. We didn't hear anything like that. Well, we, we – I mean – don't you think the team being involved in a potential trade for Deshaun Watson should tell you about as much as you need to know? Well, you believe it then, so you believe all that. I Did Brian Flores shut it down? He did a bad job if he tried to. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying, you 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 want someone to come out and tell you. That but they'll never even... tell me that. Though. They're never going to say, that's the most ridiculous report. We would never take Deshaun Watson. They're never going to say that. Why wouldn't they? Why exactly they should, but that's because right. trying to be like Belichick. If 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 they were linked, let's just give a hypothetical. I'm not trying to, to S all over Narnia. I'm just saying I don't think that they're as sold on Tua as you are. And I and I don't think that they're ever gonna stop looking for a quarterback. I really don't. Unless Tua goes out and is as good in the regular season as he was in that second preseason half that he played, right? 
Um, but there's a lot of guys that had a good preseason half that we're never going to hear from again. So I just, to me, when you keep hearing, it's like the Raiders stuff, right? right? I tell you, oh, they're sold on Derek Carr, but the rumors keep coming up, and they, I'm surprised Vegas hasn't been tied to this at when all just, when it comes to Deshaun. When he's your starting quarterback, you got to throw him support. You got to say, hey, two is our quarterback right now. We love him. He's going to lead us into the future and move on. I mean, by the way, somebody just texted Mac Jones is better than Tua. Um, I'm not so sure I could put up an argument on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> You're like all fired up and ready to fight back. Yeah, like, yeah but stop he, it. Dude, yeah, I, stop you doing that. You know, John, you know, John Middlecoff. Uh, I, I listen to Middlecoff's pod today. He's a regular. I would I think it's fair to say a regular with us, the three not podcast. And he brought up a theory on Cam Newton that I want to throw in front of you when we come back and kind of as a little tease. Maybe he won't start the season with the Patriots. Ooh. So th- think about that for a bit. But I'll tell you what. If I'm a team like Denver who has constantly seemed to be looking for the next Peyton Manning ever since Peyton Manning retired, right? They haven't been able to find the next John Elway. I think that that would be a trade I'd be willing to look at. Um, because what do you do, Arnie? Do you, do you go ahead and, and take the risk of bringing in Deshaun Watson? Or do you wait and see what happens in the offseason to see if you can get Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. And in each of those three places, those are places that have been talked about as potential landing spots for A.A. Ron. All right, when we come back, what is the future of the Patriots quarterbacks starter? We'll get into it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> did, did you see someone actually found the Gus trailer? Yeah, I saw they put that on our they sent that to us. I uh I've I've never heard of that show before in my life. <laughs> it's a Whenever movie. That movie, okay. Whenever DeSager yeah. mentioned it, I was like, I have no idea what this is. I have no idea. But now I do. Now I do. Uh, Twitter is the best way to stay in touch with the show. It's Stinking Genius One at Plank Show. Uh, Nature Boy, a double shot here, writes, I saw your basketball moves on Twitter, and we were waiting for your tomahawk dunk. What's holding you back on the thunder? Wow. Yeah, I got, I'm in the new league starting on Sunday. So that uh, first game next week. So, so you're going to play before that. the show? Yeah, it's Sunday morning. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't yeah. know if it was like Come an early now. afternoon. Well, I mean, morning. listen, Arnie, I, I, I appreciate that you're still very active playing yes, basketball. But, I mean, there might be a longer recovery time, and I can't have you gasping wow. for air and not spitting hot takes on well, this show. I, I, well, I just, want you, I just want you to know something. It's not like I'm an offensive lineman and I'm an athletic, according to Jadavion Clowney. So there you go. 
Well, it, that listen. was great that he said that. I love that, by the way. That's awesome. Every guard on my man, Jeff Schwartz, was fired up on Twitter. <laughs> Every guard I've ever seen. It was talking about interior offensive linemen, to be clear. He wasn't Whatever. taking shots at the tackles. So he uh, just yeah. said everybody. Just right. noted punters there, kickers, everybody. <laughs> well, Jadavian Clowney might be more athletic than all of them. That's true. It's just he has to – his given S meter has to tick up quite a bit if he's going to end up it. becoming what he wants to be. I loved it. Uh, all right, so a, a couple of quick tweets here. T- so yeah. you're not working on the tomahawk or, or no? No, I'm not working on the tomahawk. I'm okay. just working on making a lamp and slapping the backboard too. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you uh, go. Nature Boy writes then as his double shot, I've deliberately avoided the NFL preseason, and I think I've made the right choice so far, kind of liking baseball more this year. Well, at least the baseball games are the games that count right now, right? I mean – Outside of maybe if if your picks are going well or not, or you're making money on the preseason, or you were fighting to make a team, really there's not too terribly much to talk about from the preseason in the NFL. It was who's playing, who's not, who's hurt, who isn't. And the best news you can ever get out of practice or out of a preseason game, Arnie, is that you came out healthy. I thought there was a lot of great storylines in the preseason with sure. all the quarterback shuffle and all the rookie quarterbacks. And with only three preseason games, we, we were, we were going to see uh, maybe some of them a little bit more. So I, I disagree. I thought this was a good year to see what was going Wait. on and, 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 and check out some of the – I mean, Tom Brady played in the preseason. So you think the storylines in the preseason are better than what's going on in Major League Baseball? That's oh. the comparison Nature Boy was making. No, well, uh, maybe better what's going on in Major League Baseball is in games like 40 and 50. Now that we're down to the last 32 or something, now we're starting to really get it to where it counts. Now we're getting to the point to where we can actually see the end, right? We're getting yes. to that point where you can see the finish line and you know who's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, still a little bit of drama, I guess, in what a wild card spot in the American League and a wild card spot in the National League. So you're, we're, we're getting through that drama right now, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you, Nate, but I, I'm a sucker for football, Arnie. I mean, Who isn't? They, you had me at the Shield National Football League. There is not many ways that you can get me to, to turn away from it. But I, I, I thought there were good storylines. Did you watch the college uh, games on Saturday? Of course or I what? did. Of course I did. Why wouldn't I? I was watching. I was watching Nebraska really show the importance of special teams. Oh my gosh, what? What well, were they? I, I I couldn't get that game. Why not? It was on. It Fox. wasn't on my Fox affiliate here. Wait, what? What they choose to show instead? The Patriots game or something? They played Gus. Tonight. Gus is what? No, I'm just kidding about that. They um they showed the Bills game, the Bills Packers game. Oh, so they have an agreement to air the preseason games for the Bills, Bills and thus I, you got that instead of getting the right. NBA. I think or we have the, to see uh, the Bills, game. the Patriots, um, the Giants, um, and I don't know about the Jets. So, yeah, we didn't get to see that. Only after the game were they able to go ahead and switch on over. I had to watch it on my phone on the Fox app. Well, there you go. You get the yeah. Fox Sports app, and it's beautiful. Right. Um, I, I It was pretty wild to think that, Brett Bielema won a game playing Big Ten football when his running backs averaged 3.5 yards per carry and his starting quarterback got hurt. Backup quarterback might have helped to win the game. It, you know, we had a couple of Nebraska fans that got loose last week and they were fired up, but I'm not that down. Uh, they went on the road, 100-degree temperature. Their quarterback continued to turn the ball over, which has been his biggest problem. They had some calls go against him. They were awful on special teams. Um, I know someone said, well, outside of that, what did they do well? Well, I, I don't think they're going to go winless. They've got like Fordham next week, Buffalo after that. 
They're going to lose to Oklahoma, and then they've got Michigan State on the road. So they could easily be 2-2 two and two going into Michigan State and potentially turn their season around. So I'm not as down on Nebraska as, boy, the rest of the internet seems to be because – The rest of I, the world? I kind of thought Illinois was going to beat them anyway. I mean, I Illinois oh, – well, yes, Illinois got the oldest roster in the in the college ranks. They've got like 23 uh, fifth-year seniors, and you're talking about a young roster for Nebraska. So in some instances, it's 23, 24-year-old dudes going up against 17, 18, 19-year-olds. And, I mean, Illinois just went out there and, and punched him in the face that for was, the third quarter. That was my upset special, by the way, because they were seven-point underdogs. Seven points. And, by the way, it was, it was going to be tied going into halftime had – um, Nebraska not fumbled the ball. They got they scooped it up and scored seven. That was the turning point right there. Adrian Martinez cannot stop turning the football over. He's a disaster. So if they quit trying to make that dude a pocket passer and let him get out and run, I think they've got a chance to be better. Yeah, um, but, are you all in now? Is the Pac-12 back because UCLA no, but, beat Hawaii? But you know what's so funny is look what you're forcing me to talk about, though. UCLA, UCLA, Hawaii, Nebraska, Illinois, and that's it because you didn't give me anything. You invited me over to dinner. You gave me one stinking appetizer of a pig in a blanket, and then you sent me home with a glass of water, and, and you, you said, that's it, that's your dinner. No, you, you didn't give me anything you didn't feed me and i'm still starving what a spoiled rotten brat you are <laughs> you've got a massive meal coming your way starting on thursday uh, week zero now. week zero is never going to be the flag plant week so, in college football arnie it's never gonna happen calbert says it should be week zero w-e-a-k zero how about that well yes i mean that's what we've said quite a bit I, week zero, there might be one game that's worth the damn in week zero, period. And that's all yeah. you're going to get. No no one else wants to play in week zero. It screws your schedule up. I mean, think about historically what have been our great week zero games in college football where everyone acts like it, it's supposed to be the greatest game after <laughs> the greatest game every single week. We fought about this on, on Friday night. Right, and right. Obviously, it, it was such a big matchup. Your local Fox affiliate decided to go with a damn exhibition game, right? I think they were forced to. They're, uh, They're contractually obligated. Yeah. But yeah, I, I went so. through the, these week zero games in the college ranks pretty much started in 2002. And your first week zero game triple header, or let's see, there was, there was a handful of games in 2002. You had Wisconsin and Fresno State. Okay, yeah. good matchup. Florida State and Iowa State. There you Virginia go. Tech and Arkansas. What well, was Florida the last State, one? Florida, Virginia Tech and Arkansas there State. There you go. Arkansas State. Okay, well, I thought you said Arkansas. Um, I did, but it was stayed on the end of You had USC, Virginia Tech in 04. Um, you had South Florida and San Jose State. For some reason, they put Arizona on two years ago. But that year, you had Florida-Miami. You're going to get one decent game, and everything else is going to be garbage usually in week zero. So I don't understand why everyone's getting all butthurt about it. It's it's how it's always been. It was like they were, everybody was caught off by surprise going, okay, we're ready for college football. Wait a minute, <laughs> what do you mean? Just that's all I'm going to get is Illinois, Nebraska? I'm getting UTEP, New Mexico State, by the way, which I couldn't even for find that. on TV. Bake says, wait, 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 Arnie, you're a media veteran and you're watching streaming services on your phone. You don't cast that blank to be a real screen. What the do you hell? know how to? Do you know how to? screen mirror or put it on your big screen sure <laughs> <laughs> no i, I will no. say bake i lose control of my tv very often in my life 
So I will end up watching a lot of stuff on my phone or on my laptop. Yeah. Um, I'm too poor to have an iPad yet, I guess. But, yeah, it's it's real easy. Just you click one button and you'll be able to get it I, on your, your big screen of your two 80-inch TVs. I have two humongous TVs I've got on some game on, and I'm watching the college football game on my phone. So, um, God, I was just aggravated about that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's got to be <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> it's You've got – and you just went and bought them. You just went and bought two massive TVs yeah. for your studio slash man cave. Uh, and, and you're watching it on, it on your little phone. And I put it on Twitter. I go, does anybody else have this problem or is it just me? And then everybody just started liking the tweet. I'm like, that doesn't answer my question. It, <laughs> Ten people like it doesn't answer the question. Answer my question. They're, does anybody have this problem? Where can I watch the game? They're doing the same thing to you, Arnie, that you do to them. You know yes. that, right? <laughs> you go out and you just like every single tweet that anyone sends right, in. Right, and right. that's kind of how it goes, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> It was hey, killing me. Uh, I couldn't find it. I was I had seriously. I had downloaded the app and right. watched on my phone. I had to watch the game. I had, I had to see that one. Uh, you know, college college football. We're going to get going this week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be good games. Three upset but, specials. Uh, you're don't worry, Arnie. You've got 15 minutes for your pick. It's at the end of the show, and everyone's upset all excited specials. about it. Um, but I'll tell you what. You guys have to start taking these week zero games. Now, I don't want to say with a grain of salt, but you're not going to. I say this a lot on this show, and I'm like a broken record, but you're not getting Alabama, Georgia. You're not getting Clemson, Oklahoma. It's just those aren't ever going to be week zero games. Now, they might be week. By the time we get to the SEC, it might be week three, week four games, but week zero is never going to be, uh, what's the term? A tent pole date I don't know for the sport can, of college football. If you give me Nebraska, Illinois, you can give me a little bit more meat there. I could have more than one pig in a blanket if you give me that. Well, what do you, what do you mean? You want more conference matchups or more? Oh, give me more than power? just one stinking game. How about you had UCLA to those games. Arnie, Arnie, you got five games yesterday oh, on week zero. Two yeah. of the five were good. That's kind of the average in college football. Out of right? the five games, you won't mention uh, eight of those teams ever again. Wait, hold on. That's ten. So, let's see. You might be right. Oh, don't take me literally, Mexico but yeah, seven. Or, yeah, yeah you, might, you might be right. That might actually be a fair <laughs> point. All right, Todd Furman is coming up next. Uh, we're waiting for the decision as Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley go the distance in their fight. The scorecard, which I think is Al Bernstein that is uh, oh. keeping the score update. It looks like Jake Paul's going to win this fight. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, again, I don't understand scoring, but every single time I looked up, I know the guys were following you back in the studio. I felt like Tyron Woodley Bobo was landing the bigger shots, but it looks like Jake Paul's going to win this. Is that right? I mean, from what I'm looking at it, yeah, because Tyron Woodley seemed to be more like targeted like he wanted his point his punches to matter right more than jake was just throwing them tyron was like no that's not gonna hit so let's not throw that yeah they just put up these fight numbers which uh he only threw 48 jabs in the fight (laughs) to tyron woodley but his power punches he landed 36 percent of them and threw 115 total power punches wow so when he was when he was punching arnie he was low enough to try to knock him out so we'll probably have the decision when we come back a couple of other quick tweets though before we get out of here um here's I think Emmett is helping you out here. Okay. He writes, 
I hate when you're away from home and your stream app, I won't mention the service, won't let you watch the game because you're not at your house. Now, how do you I thought have that it was problem? something I would. I thought it was something I was doing wrong. I was going crazy about that. I'm like, why? Well, I, I can watch it. I went out of my house. I left it out of my car, and then it gets disconnected. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Did you try to go other places to watch yes. the game? <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. That's Jeez. I would have done the same thing. Uh, and then one more double shot from Emmett. If Trey Lance plays well throughout the first half of the season. If you're the 49ers, would you try to trade Jimmy G? If I was the Niners, I would if Trey plays that well. You got to do what you got to do. Football teams have got to make our football teams got to make a phone call. He's talking, I think, there about the Washington football team. Yeah, you guys got to realize Jimmy G is not a discount. The dude is making a Big ton money. of money. And Big by the way, I don't money. have to see how Trey Lance is going to play after the first three, four games. He's going to be my quarterback of the future anyway, whether it's going to be this year or starting next year or the starting in the middle of this year. So I don't need to really see anything. Might as well just throw him in there and get rid of Jimmy G now. Yeah, well, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I think what Kyle Shanahan was messing with today for the Niners is the direction that they're going to go. You're going to see both quarterbacks play quite a bit. Jeez. When we come back, we'll talk to Todd Furman about it from the Bet the Board podcast right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 
Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio, brought to you in part by Navian. Tired of waiting around for hot water? Choose Navian and get instant hot water for spa-like comfort while you lower your bills. Save hundreds on a Navian tankless water heater with local rebates at tanklessmadesimple.com. You hear him on the Bet the Board podcast. He's kind enough to hang out with us most Sunday nights here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Todd Furman at Todd Furman on Twitter. All right, so Todd, I know you had you had to at least watch a little bit. So are we taking Jake Paul serious now as a boxer as he improves to 4-0? I'm not going to go taking him seriously, but he's doing what he needs to to get through these fights. And uh, for the fourth straight time, we've seen money come in on Jake Paul. This number opened with him right around a $1.25 favorite. Number closed much closer to $2. And I'm still not quite sure how some of the judges saw it as a split decision. I did think <laughs> right. Paul won the fight soundly, but it's good to know corruption in boxing has no boundaries. <laughs> Absolutely. Todd, let's get over to what happened on Saturday. Tell me you guys didn't make a boatload of money. Everybody took Illinois plus the points. Matter of fact, I said take them out right upset special. You got to got, what, two and a have to one on the uh, on the money line it was like stealing the first week i was awesome in that first week it's rare to see an underdog to get that much attention and buzz go out there and win the game outright on the field uh, but would you look at illinois clearly they were slightly more buttoned up and a team that could have folded once brandon peters was carted off in oh. steps ruckers transfer arthur sitkowski doing his best impression of red grange there to lead the <laughs> fighting illini to the window but uh, in reality, I think it's more an indictment of where Nebraska is as a program right now. And I kind of shared on social media, didn't watch the game in its entirety, wanted to try and take my uh, last weekend of peace and solitude, so to speak. Uh, but when you dig into Adrian Martinez's stat line, this is a quarterback that I don't think has improved his skill set at all since taking over as Scott Frost's offense. If anything, he's regressed. And if this is a harbinger of things to come, I'm not sure what's going to happen for Nebraska the remainder of this season. I, I will say this. It, it was fascinating because it – when you have a quarterback that keeps making the same mistakes, at some point you got to make a change. That doesn't seem to be the plan at Nebraska. Dude keeps turning the ball over consistently, and he keeps getting starts. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, are you are you pretty jacked though about the week ahead? Because that even the Thursday night tilts look pretty good this week for college football. No doubt about it. I think we wait so long for college football season to get here, and then we realize it becomes a sprint more so than a marathon with about 14 weeks or thereabouts kicking off Labor Day weekend. And you mentioned it, Chris, talking about Thursday night's games. You have a nice showdown in Minneapolis to see what C.J. Stroud will bring to the table uh, as the new pivot for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, And then, of course, a game that I think is fascinating amongst group of five programs, Boise State going across the country to Orlando to take on UCF. And, And this is a game that's attracted interesting action at the betting window. Number was as high as UCF, a seven and a half point favorite at some shops this summer. Other books opened as low as three and a half. And you've seen it kind of hover in the dead zone between four and a half to six right now. Let's see what Gus Malzahn can do with a very talented quarterback. And let's see what Andy Avalos will bring to the table in his first time uh, as a head coach with a talented starting quarterback in his own right with Hank Bachmeyer. You know, Todd, a little Pac-12, UCLA, LSU. I was shocked that UCLA um, was only a three-point underdog in this one. I thought it was going to be a a much bigger spread. Oh, and I do. I love my Wildcats plus 11-and-a-half. Upset special, Todd. Give me – what kind of money line can I get on that? Three-and-a-half, four-to-one or something or what? 
I'm not quite sure I'm going to buy Jet Fish on the money line in his coaching debut, but I would not be laying the lumber with BYU in a game that will be played on a semi-neutral field out here in my backyard. But we know BYU travels exceptionally well to the desert. Uh, I think you'll have a bunch of degenerates from Tucson head up uh, I-10 as well to try and enjoy the experience here at Allegiant. When you look at the way the Pac-12 has to go out there and perform this weekend, uh, you mentioned, Arnie, talking about LSU-UCLA, if the conference wants to be taken seriously, uh, we're going to see the Bruins go toe-to-toe with the physicality uh, of the Tigers. I'm a little bit concerned because I didn't see much from Dorian Thompson-Robinson in their opener against Hawaii. Now, that very well could have been by design. They didn't have to do too much in the way of dynamic play calling other than bullying Hawaii in the trenches. Clearly, it's going to be a completely different element. And when you look at this LSU defensive backfield headlined by Derek Stingley, uh, UCLA is going to need to find some balance because defensively, I don't think they're going to hold LSU in check like they did against the Rainbow Warriors. Todd, I was living in your mentions preparing for this uh, conversation and even this show tonight because you asked the question, with the preseason now officially over for the NFL, what team do you believe has the most hype around them heading into 2021? Uh, it appears as if it's pretty unanimous that a lot of people are still kind of digging Tampa and, and Kansas City, but I, I – it was a nice kind of mix. People taking the, the Rams, Tampa Bay, the Titans, uh, the, a couple smart Alex taking the Texans. But <laughs> Buffalo seems to be a team that a lot of people are, uh, are buying in on right now, isn't it? Yeah, there's no doubt, and with good reason. When you look at the way Brian Dable transformed Josh Allen's game last year, they were very aggressive on early downs, allowing Allen to throw on first down, setting up a laundry list of play-calling options in second, intermediate, third, and short scenarios. And when you look at this Buffalo team, clearly Stephon Diggs changed what they were able to do in the vertical passing game, adding a veteran route runner and Emmanuel Sanders will only help. But you do wonder if a little bit of regression is inevitable. And for the Bills, they're going to play a much more difficult schedule this year of opposing defenses and some of it will start in their own division Miami far from a pushover Uh, New England going to be much more stout on the defensive side and the Jets to their credit at least going out and trying to bolster their defensive line a little bit given the myriad of injuries so the Bills will be a fun team to watch uh, no doubt about it and we'll see if they can get over the hump in the AFC but it won't be an easy road with teams like the Browns improved we know Kansas City will be right there and a couple of potential dark horses along the way as well. Todd, some of those prop bets, like if a quarterback's going to throw so many touchdowns or um, yardage or anything like that, um, is your money going to be refunded if there's a game that's forfeited? Because now you're going to 16 games instead of 17 games. Otherwise, you could never bet the over, just bet the under in every one of those, you know? You will not get those bets refunded. As soon as a quarterback's out there and takes a snap, uh, you are at the mercy of him playing an entire season, whether it be an injury, whether it be a forfeit or anything along those lines. Really? Yep, when you explore the season-long props you're going to want to make sure that you read all the stipulations that are there and you're right that's why some of these numbers are going to look a little bit lighter than what people expect but typically when a recreational better goes to the window he goes man that number if I figure my running back goes for 85 to 90 yards and plays full 17 games it's easy to eclipse those totals but but as we know it's rare for a lot of the marquee superstars to get through an entire 16 weeks let alone 17 completely unscathed wow Crazy. Oh, Todd, a final thought before we, at least for me, before we let you get out of here. Do you like this two-week break? Does it give you time to kind of dig into the numbers, maybe even overanalyze them a little bit? Or should the NFL have just got going next week? 
I think it's, uh, it does what it needs to. It gives right. Labor Day weekend to college football as the showcase and the kickoff for the fall. So I like that college takes center stage. Uh, I would have liked a slightly more attractive slate in week zero uh, and maybe a couple, uh, yeah. of games taking pl- a couple of games taking place on Sunday of Labor Day weekend and, of course, on Monday rather than just a single game in prime time. Uh, but they, they figured out that this schedule works well. My bigger concern is what that means when the season continues to drag on later into January as far as the elements are concerned and some of those other added dynamics. But it'll give teams a chance to heal up with two weeks to go. Uh, and I think we're going to see a number of different philosophies play out, whether it's young head coaches giving their starters zero reps like John Gruden did, making Nathan Peterman take every single every snap except one uh, in the preseason, uh, or seeing a team like San Francisco that got Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance plenty of reps. Because as we know in the NFL, you can't give up a game in September. It could come back to haunt you in December. Todd, a little gift from me to you, but just to show my appreciation for you coming on all the time. Take Louisiana Lafayette upset special, my friend, and my Arizona Wildcats going to win, my friend. Well, that should make any Texas fans out there listening be a lot more optimistic about what they're going to see from Steve Sarkeesian in the season opener. But, Arnie, I do think Arizona is potentially a live underdog, although I'd be much more inclined to go under the total in that game. Uh, I think you're going to see two offenses really trying to operate in fits and spurts in their season opener. Wow. Bet the Board podcast. Go subscribe, Todd. Thanks for your time as always, Thanks, Todd. Always a pleasure, gents. Enjoy the opening weekend of college football. All right, hey, real quick before we get to DeSager and what's trending, Bobo, Lita Laugh, and I watched this uh, Jake Paul yeah. fight with Tyron Woodley. And, Bobo, we saw that it was a split decision. Jake Paul wins the fight. But what was your big takeaway? Uh, my big takeaway, I don't think it was a split decision. I said the whole time I think Jake won just Ooh, by the way it was happening. I, I wanted Woodley, Tyron to win. Like, I really did. He was hitting – throwing more punches, but in the post-fight, uh, Woodley literally said, let's run it back, like right now, yeah. like let's run it back. <laughs> and Jake Paul said, only if you tattoo my name on your leg, say I love Jake Paul. Oh, he geez. said, bet, and apparently they're going to do it. Wow. Uh, Chris Mannix just tweeted, even in a Jake Paul fight, you can count on a wacky scorecard. Don't think it was possible to score the fight for Woodley, but one judge did. Paul yeah, moves no. on maybe to Tommy Fury. <laughs> no, nah, apparently they're going to do a rematch. He said we have a tattoo artist right here with us, so you get it on your leg. We got the, re- the rematch, and we're running back. I love, love it. that. That's I love great. it. great. You know what else I love? Steve DeSager, who comes strolling in with everything else going on in the world of uh, sports. Good stuff, Bobo. Where are we heading, Steve? Well, about what Tom was just talking about, at one point in the segment, he talked about the UCLA quarterback. He's not wrong. He was off yesterday, and UCLA did win 44-10, granted, in the season opener against Hawaii. Where you haven't been able to take UCLA football seriously for a while is missed tackles and not being able to stop people on third downs. And so I don't know if you can say – because of the opponent that that solved this year or not, but they're getting 16th-ranked LSU at the Rose Bowl at UCLA this Saturday night. It's on Fox TV. And updating something we talked about on the show last night, the attendance. It's going to be good this next weekend with a better opponent, but this was nearly the smallest attendance UCLA's ever had at the Rose Bowl this past weekend. Uh, The yesterday's game was just under 33,000 in the heat of Pasadena and with that opponent and the blowout and how UCLA's been playing and this is by the way chip kelly the highest paid coach that ucla easily has ever had and 
the attendance just hasn't been there. Now, it's going to be there not only because they're going to make some money because uh, the, the cheap seats, like just on the benches with no backs, are 100 bucks, and then it goes up from wow. there. But they're also, the LA Times says, distributing tickets to local students, and so they'll give one free ticket to the student who has the rights to purchase additional tickets to join him or her at a discount. So they're going to be fans there, and we'll see how many LSU fans are coming out the way the weather is. And as mentioned earlier in the show, for the city of New Orleans, for example, completely without power. All parts yeah. of New Orleans, according to reports. New Orleans Saints got out of town evacuating to Dallas. They'll practice there. LSU got out of town in Baton Rouge. They went to Houston, Texas. They'll fly from Houston to L.A. It, later it this week. It took 10 hours to get there. It's usually a four-hour trip. Mm. Unbelievable. Mm. With Chip Kelly's team, the last time they had fans, the last season a couple years ago, the average attendance was under 44,000 for UCLA home games. This seats 80,000 for UCLA home games at the Rose Bowl. They were expecting about 20,000 LSU fans to make the trip this coming weekend. I I have no clue of how that's going to turn out now. But UCLA had great attendance a few years ago. 2014 football season was the school record averaging 76,000 for home games. The last five years, they haven't had more than 70,000 for any one game uh, with UCLA football. So that's one thing that's got to turn around. And you hired a coach who, yes, has great Pac-12 history, but... He's not the glad hander, and I love to speak to the boosters and, you know, uh, long media interview. It's just the PR aspect that comes with college coaching, whatever the sport, just isn't there with this. So when your team hasn't been good, and he hadn't won a single non-conference game until yesterday at UCLA, uh, and you got that salary and the losing record, okay, it really needs to start turning around here at some point. So as Todd mentioned, well... Here's an opportunity, LSU in town this weekend. That's one of many great matchups, by the way. You want your buffet. The openers Saturday include a lot of top 20 matchups. Also the Clemson-Georgia in Charlotte as well. There's a game on Fox Saturday that's number 21 Texas hosting number 23 Louisiana Lafayette. That's of great interest. We did have the NFL preseason finally end tonight. Five games on the schedule. The late game went to Cleveland, 19-10 at Atlanta. Baker Mayfield with a TD pass. Giants tight end. Evan Ingram left tonight with a calf injury. Giants lost 22-20 to New England. Ravens starting running back J.K. Dobbins is out for the year with a torn ACL. Patrick Cantley was the golf winner after the sixth playoff hole, defeating Bryson DeChambeau in Maryland. Patrick Cantley from UCLA, as I recall, earned over $1.7 million this weekend. And the runner-up got about $1 million. This is part of the three-week PGA playoffs. It started with one week in New Jersey, then this past week in Maryland. Next, the Tour Championship in Atlanta, Georgia. Only the top 30 players in the standings after this event today move on to East Lake in Atlanta for the finale. And today's victory gave Cantley the sixth and final automatic spot of the U.S. Ryder Cup golf team. U.S. Open Tennis Tournament starts tomorrow in New York. Rafael Nadal with the foot injury will not be there. Roger Federer with the knee. No, he'll have a third operation on the knee and he turns 40 this month tonight's ball game at oakland went to the a's beating the yankees 3-1 on a two-run homer bottom of the eighth cleveland beat boston stole one with three runs bottom of the eighth 7-5 indians the final tampa bay won its seventh straight 12-8 at baltimore dodgers got shut out by colorado 5-0 giants got shut out 9-0 at atlanta back to you thanks a lot steve it's arnie and plank on fox sports radio coming up at the top of the hour, our AFC West preview. Gee, I can't, uh, I, I can't wait to see who you're going to pick. 
Well, I mean, the Raiders are going to win the division and yeah. probably go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> they have just as good of a chance as the Dolphins do. No, um, that's, not, but that's not true. If, if, we, if we do kind of think here for a second, Arnie, and going back to the show notes, which honestly I haven't done a good job of getting to. No, you have the not. The preseason is behind us. With the preseason over, I now know this. Where are you starting in that conversation? I'm starting on how bad is Daniel Jones like a rookie this year? I, I don't understand because the guy's getting worse and worse and worse. I'm, I am so done. Well, what's go? By the way, what's going on with Saquon Barkley? I, I after three weeks of the preseason, I know this. I don't know what's going on with Saquon Barkley. They say he's getting in the game shape. Well, yeah, he keeps getting in the game shape. When is that going to be ready? Week one, two, three? Some, someone tell me what the hell's going on. The Giants are just going to be a debacle once again. That's what I know after three weeks of the preseason. You uh, you put a lot on that game today then. I'm uh, thinking in the, the way they've looked so far going 0-3, eh? 12-7 uh, to loss to the Jets. They got beat by the Browns when not a lot of starters played. They played their starters today, and um, oof, it didn't look so good, did it? No, and everybody's like, and then, uh, oh, another thing I also learned is everybody's jumping on the Patriot bandwagon. Look at them. Look at, they're looking good. They're 3-0. The Patriots played maybe the easiest preseason schedule I think I've ever seen in my life with Washington, the Giants, and Philadelphia. The Philadelphia, the Giants might be uh, two of the th- worst teams out of three in the NFL, along with the Texans and Jacksonville. I wouldn't say Jacksonville. They look good today. <laughs> oh, now you're suddenly turning on Jacksonville. You uh, hated them last week. Now you uh, – hold, hold on. We have fought, scratched and clawed yeah. about how I'm telling you they're not there yet. Right. Then you jumped to my side on Friday, and did now you see you're back today, that though? they're going to the Super Bowl. Right. Oh, did you the see Cowboys. him today? Trev, 11-12, my friend. Welcome I, to the preseason Hall of Fame. Does, does any of this happening against the backups mean anything to you? No, not really. The Cowboys backups, whose starters, I think everyone would agree, isn't necessarily Pro Bowl caliber defensive players. It's an area where they're trying to get better. I'm so down on the Cowboys this year. I really thought this was going to be a good year for them. But ever since uh, Dak got noodle arm, I'm, I'm not buying any of the reports that he's going to be fine. I'm very concerned about the Cowboys. Well, the he looked good throwing the ball around in pregame. Yeah, uh, of yeah. course, he was supposed to play. Well, anyway, him throwing it around in the pregame is as impressive as Trevor Lawrence throwing against the Cowboys uh, defense here today. <laughs> Though I will add, for as bad as Jacksonville has been in the preseason, they needed those two drives. That Those might have been two of the biggest drives, <laughs> period, because of how bad Jacksonville had been confidence in the preseason. Builder. Yeah, they needed right. a confidence builder big time, and they got it. All right, when we come back, DeSager is going to get us caught up on everything that's going on in the world of sports. We've got more on Arnie's very sensitive Mets and the even more sensitive Mets fans. And ESPN getting duped is fantastic. It's all coming up on a busy night. Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, it's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio with Bobo and Lita Lap running the show. Steve DeSager joins us to wrap up hour number two before our AFC West preview. What's going on, Steve? A lot of NFL to get to. Keep in mind, each team's 53-man roster will be set on Tuesday. What's the, the hurry? Jeez. Yeah, exactly, because the season opener is not till Thursday night, September 9th with the Dallas at Tampa Bay game. The NFL not opening holiday weekend again. The regular season, keep in mind, 18 weeks, so that's not going to end until January 9th. January 9th will still be playing regular season games in the NFL. Wow. Uh, We did have the final five exhibitions on the slate to end the preseason, including the Cleveland win tonight. They go 3-0 in the exhibitions, winning 19-10 at Atlanta, which went 0-3. But first-round tight end Kyle Pitts of the Falcons was thrown to once this evening, and it was a 27-yard catch. But the Browns as a team, 372 yards passing. That included Baker Mayfield, who had a touchdown pass. He was 6 for 10, 113 yards. Giants running back Saquon Barkley was out tonight. He had the torn ACL last year his status for week one is to be determined oh shocking also out tonight for the giants were wide receiver kenny galladay hamstring and tight end kyle rudolph foot and the giants missed a late two-point pass and lost at home 22 20 to new england and giants tight end evan ingram left with a calf injury but they're good to go they're good to go (laughs) a great night all around and the giants went 0-3 in the exhibitions new england went 3-0 but they don't have a starting quarterback yet to name. Cam Newton was two of five passing for 10 yards, one interception. Mac Jones had a touchdown pass in the win. Yeah. 10 of 14, 156 yards. He was sacked four times. Daniel Jones of the Giants, one touchdown, one interception. 
move on from the Giants. Was garbage too. I saw some of the San Francisco game. At least first quarter is all I could stand against the Raiders. And quarterback <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo so and rookie Trey Lance each had short touchdown runs in the first half. Chris, do you think they both played on the same series just to give opponents something to think about? Like, ah, just because you're seeing yeah. Garoppolo start the series. Yep. No, no, you're going to have to spend practice time on this. Raiders are horrible this year. I'm sorry to say that, Plank. They're just horrible. Well, it's okay. it never saw yeah. Josh Jacobs either, like like Saquon Barkley. Name in, in the, the starter that played in that game today, Arnie. <laughs> yeah. Greg yeah, no. Popple was celebrating like it was the Super Bowl. I've yeah, never right. seen a man happier watching first teamers go well, up against guys that, that will ask for your ID next that month. That might be personal. Uh, Thirty-four yeah. to ten, <laughs> San Francisco. The Raiders today, by the way, eleven drives, only twelve first downs. Quarterback Nathan Peterman. Who wouldn't want Nathan Peterman to take every snap? Uh, pretty much did the whole preseason. He had one touchdown, one interception today sack three times i will say with the backfield of the 49ers wayne gallman's had a couple of good games that i've seen today was 13 carries 60 yards raheem mostert was in there at the beginning seven carries 53 yards for the Niners. And then Miami, of course, with the two late touchdown passes. Yes. The comeback win at Cincinnati. Great yes. things on the horizon, therefore. 29-26. Cincinnati Reed with... Sinet, I think, is his name. Yeah, we think is his name. I think. We need go no further there. Cincinnati yes. with 11 penalties. I will say Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow did play one series returning from last year's torn ACL and MCL and in front of 35,000 fans he did get an ovation he did throw a pass he was 0 for 1 and the one was another drop by Jamar Chase cementing that as a story in the preseason uh, rookie quarterback it was easily catch it was pass right there too. thank you right yes I think if they gotten the first down on that catch they just would have pulled Burrow they were talking like oh, I don't care if it's three and out or not he's playing three plays this is just he's, we're gonna show him something you know the fans get to cheer whatever he's coming out trevor lawrence meanwhile rookie quarterback had two touchdown passes in three possessions at dallas jacksonville won 34 14 lawrence 11 of 12 passing 139 mm. yards cowboys mm. went 0 for 4 in the preseason and then there's last night's injury hurt in your preseason finale your starting running back is done for the year at baltimore the ravens jk dobbins suffered a torn acl oh, as the Ravens, of course, set the NFL record with 20 straight exhibition wins. Do you get a trophy for that? I don't think so. I don't no. think you get a trophy. Did you hear what he said, though? He like, this what? is for the guys that are sitting at home and were a part of it. I was like, are you being serious This is right for now? all the FedEx drivers out there. Yeah. <laughs> guys that didn't make the teams. All right. Harbaugh, you mean, was saying this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, Dobbins, by the way, for those who don't know, as a rookie last year, despite only one start, he rushed for over 800 yards and nine touchdowns and averaged six yards per carry. And this is a guy you won't have for the season now. Unbelievable. Vikings won't have their starting tight end for at least the start of the season, according to NFL Network. Irv Smith will have knee surgery. Minnesota did give safety Harrison Smith a four-year extension worth over $26 million guaranteed. The Jets needed a pass rusher. They picked up defensive end Shaq Lawson from the Texans. He's still in the league from the Texans for a sixth-rounder. Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton seems to be barely in the league at this point, expected to miss at least a few weeks with a neck injury. Washington officially named Ryan Fitzpatrick as starting quarterback. The Colts named quarterback Jacob E. Eason as their backup starter. Carson Wentz will practice tomorrow. A reminder in college football this week, Ohio State's opener on Thursday nights on Fox TV at Minnesota. Nice. And a lost weekend for the Dodgers. They dropped two of three at home to the Colorado Rockies. Horrible. Got shut out 5 nothing today. The Dodgers batting average in the weekend series was 184. 
This was a Colorado team that on the road was 15 and 47 this year. That's pretty good. And won the series. Tonight's winning pitcher today's Antonio Senzatella had been two and nine on the season. <laughs> had been blasted by the Dodgers twice as part of that two and nine. But you know, while the Giants get shut out, and then the Dodgers got shut out later in the day. So great stat from the Orange County Register since. The Dodgers met the Giants on the schedule in late July. Those two have played on the same day 27 times. They've had exactly the same result 21 of the 27 times. Like today, one loses, the other loses. Usually if one wins, the other wins. There was a great stat TBS early in their Giants broadcast today that how the Dodgers have been very good since the All-Star break. They won two-thirds of their games, record of 26-13. and 13. Giants, 27-13. and 13. <laughs> So the Dodgers Jeez. schedule this week, they host three against Atlanta, the first-place team in the East, and then the Dodgers play three at San Francisco, the first-place team in the West, and then the next week the Dodgers have four at St. Louis and three against the Padres. Those are the two teams that are chasing the last wild card. So it doesn't get any easier. They better wake up because we are hitting September this coming week. So what you're telling me, Steve, is my projection of the Dodgers winning the West by five. <laughs> no. Probably not. Well, when your offense right goes now. three for 30 <laughs> against the Rockies like today, something's got to change. Uh, all right. Hey, when we come back, we're going to preview the AFC West with the uh, Chiefs, obviously a pretty unanimous favorite. We'll dive into that. Plus, your tweets, they're fantastic. And Arnie's picks right around the corner on a busy night. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. Final hour. Where'd this show go? I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Are we done with the AFC West preview? Yeah, I won't do it if that makes you happy. Wow, well, you're so mean to me sometimes. I just, you came in when I started these eight weeks ago. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, uh, six weeks ago. Yes. And you've done this every year. I'll say, (laughs) I think it'd be cool. If for to start our final hour, we took a snapshot of each division, just kind of start with the Super Bowl champs division and work our way down. And every single year, without fail, you're like, doesn't matter, five of the eight are decided. And every single year, you end up being wrong. But no, oh, I'm not wrong every single year. This is only year 11 we've been doing the show together, by the I way. I think there's a moment, Arnie, where. You realize that screen mirroring isn't looking in the mirror, but you look in the mirror and say, listen, I've got to ride this 4-0 last week in college football uh, for as much as I possibly can yes. because the bottom's going to fall out. But, hey, b- before we do dive into the AFC West, before we do, I want to, I- I want to hit a few tweets. Yeah. This one, this one from LJ is one of my favorites. He writes, I'm here to help you, Arnie. The Patriots will win more than five games. Preseason records are meaningless or else the Ravens would have won the Super Bowl the last three or four years. That's why I'm telling you now before the season. You just have to help Arnie out, Plank. Nice guy, but sometimes that bump on his head takes over. Why are you so down on New England? It isn't the one-loss records um, I, I'm not afraid of Cam. See, first of all, I'm not afraid of Cam Newton beating me, throwing the ball deep. Um, they what if have Cam Newton's not better, their quarterback? What'd you say? I'm sorry. What if Cam Newton's not their quarterback? Uh, well, even Mac Jones, I think is a good quarterback also, but he's a rookie. Um, I don't think their offensive is, is explosive. Now they have probably better running backs than I give them credit for. You know, the NFL was a pro football focus. I forget which one did. They ranked all the offensive positions. The Patriots were ranked, I think 30th. 
or 31st at the mm-hmm. wide receiver position. That, that does include the tight ends. So, uh, And by the way, defensively, they're good. They're not great like everybody's making them out to be. And also think this, Buffalo's obviously the class of the division. The Dolphins are the second-place team. I was hoping the Jets were going to be a little bit better, but I'm holding back on that. I'm I'm thinking maybe they're just as bad as they were last year. So, But I, I think the Patriots are like a five- or six-win team. They they have an easy opener part of the schedule. I think three of the first four at home. But it gets much tougher in the middle. It's a real grind out there. Um, I, I don't, I'm not as down on New England as you are. But also, I'm not nearly as high on Miami as you are. I think we're both in agreement that the Bills, they're the favorites, right? That they're the best team in that division, but... I think my I think New England might have something this year, Arnie. I think they're going to end up making the wild card. And well, I you, hate you know, I'm not the only one picking my. There's a lot of people think Miami could be a Ted win team and go to the playoffs. They almost went to the playoffs last year. I I'm not a follower, Arnie. I don't care yeah. what anyone else is saying. I just yeah. want to know what you're saying. That's all that matters. That's all um, that matters. To a time. Um, I, I this is good for Merrick. Because I find it interesting how NFL media types, I mentioned Jason LaConfora, rip Urban Meyer and Mike McCarthy daily, but have nothing to say about Harbaugh playing starting running backs who get injured in a meaningless final preseason game. Well, you're going to blame, well, you say he shouldn't have been out there to the begin with. Is that what the point is on that? I guess so. I guess that's the direction that Eric is going. That's the direction a lot of people are going. I, You know, I say this. This has been my benchmark take on this. I don't think it's a one size fits all, Arnie, when it comes to when it comes to these types of situations. You just can't say everyone should and everyone shouldn't play their starters. It's gonna be different for everyone and it's gonna be different every year. So what would it, what would we say right now had Tom Brady got hurt in one of the preseason games that he played in? We we'd be talking about that all season long. Same thing that we uh same thing that we're talking about, obviously much more intensified. With J.K. Dobbins. And he played. You're right, Arnie. He played a lot in the preseason uh, for a guy that's been in the league as long as he's been. And I guess maybe to clarify that. So, Mahomes I don't know, man. Played. He was out there. We were la- we were texting each other like, are they going to just let him get hit back there or what? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Mahomes played and played a lot in the preseason. It was almost concerning how much they played Mahomes. But. That's Andy Reid's thing, man. He believes right, in right. in getting his starters out there, and they have a they have a whole new offensive line he wants around him. So, yeah, I, listen, John, John, Jim, John, John Harbaugh didn't keep <laughs> his starters in there because he wanted to break records, right? I don't Run think, it it, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it mattered to him. It's a freak accident, and that's just, I mean, that's unfortunately how this this will go. You. You run that risk, Arnie. He could have got hurt in week one, and it would have been a different feeling. If he would have got hurt in practice, yeah. uh, it, it would have a different feeling. But it just sucks whenever you see a dude go down that had that much promise, as J.K. Dobbins did for the He's going to be their number they, one back. I wonder how many they covered out of all those games they won in a row. I think I saw the stat. I think they covered all of them. No, I'm, I'm not get kidding. out of here. I, and if it wasn't all of them, it was a re- it was like. 13 because what is the win? T- what what's it straight now it's like 16 straight so 20 straight sorry 20 straight i think it was like 15 of 20 that they covered in Ooh. that stretch I, you know what google's going to be a magic tool and i'll figure it out coming yeah, up exactly. here in moments all right so let's start in our afc west preview keep the tweets coming in that stinking genius one at plank show arnie this starts with the 
uh, Super Bowl champs from two years ago. They've been to the Super Bowl back-to-back seasons. The biggest problem for the Kansas City Chiefs was the offensive line, and what did they do? Well, they went out and they completely rebuilt their offensive line. Exactly. Uh, they drafted a uh, a left. They drafted both a guard and a center that's going to start for them. Uh, including Creed Humphrey, who was a four-year start at a three-year start at Oklahoma. Trey Smith, who had a weird end to his career at Tennessee, but he started right guard. Lucas Niang's basically a newcomer after he opted out last year. And then on that left side, you got Joe Tooney, the free agent from New England, and Orlando Brown. I mean, what? Listen, what more do we have to say? Where they we thought they were weak, they got strong. They're the they're the favorite, not just in the West but in the AFC, and have what the second best odds to win the Super Bowl right now. They're they're a juggernaut. And maybe should have the best odds had they not yeah. lost last year. And, um, yeah, you're right. They're absolutely loaded. They they retooled that offensive line, which was the reason why they lost the Super Bowl. But, the you know, um, they did get to the Super Bowl even with the injuries on that offensive line. It was like it was six or seven games or maybe eight games that those guys were out. But, um, I mean, geez, there's nobody in that division. I don't think that's even going to come close to, to competing against them. They ran away from it last year by like six, six games or something like that. Correct. The same thing's going to happen all over again. So they'll dictate that division. Nobody will come close. Um, their offense is just too potent, and their defense has certainly gotten better. So, um, look, I picked the Dolphins because I had to be something outside the box here. Um, and hoping maybe Kansas City gets up, upset somewhere during the way. But, damn, they're real tough right now, you know? Well, you, you pick the Dolphins because, Arnie, you pick them every year. So I Not don't every year. To... Arnie. I think like 10 out of 11 years. <laughs> you pick the Dolphins every <laughs> single year. Uh, by the way, defensively, I still want to know what's going on with Frank Clark. One of the weirdest off-the-field stories this year that just died, right? And I mean that in just the coverage of it. Whenever he was caught with, like, Uzis, and suddenly that story disappeared. And they are moving, since they brought in uh, John Reed, they're moving Chris Jones to the edge where he seems to excel. So, you're right, seems like they're getting better defensively. Team that needs to get better defensively is the team that finished second in the division last year with an 8-8 record. And, oh, by the way, beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, and had Jonathan Abram not double-teamed a hash mark, they might have had a chance to beat him again in Vegas. But the, the Raiders are trying to improve their defense. Gus Bradley comes in to take over. They've reworked their entire defensive and offensive lines. But again, this comes down to how well Derek Carr plays. You know, they need to get a couple stops here and there, but if he can be as good as he was last year, they'll be better. Uh, they're counting on Henry Ruggs to improve. They're counting on Brian Edwards, their third-round pick out of South Carolina last year, to stay healthy. And, you know, who knows? Maybe John Brown has a Nelson Aguilar-type turnaround for the Raiders. Zay Jones, they're completely rebuilt on the offensive line. This is odd where a team that finished second probably isn't even a favorite to finish second, if not third, in this division. Most people have the Raiders pegged to finish last, even though it looks like that home field advantage could be pretty, pretty sweet in that division uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, I was just about to say, I'm not even sure they're going to go ahead and repeat for, to finish second because the Chargers and the Broncos could be a lot better, and um, that's going to be the good race. Who's going to be 2-3-4? and four? Because I do think the Chiefs have won it. Um, that game against the Dolphins last year that the Raiders lost, that was the killer. I know you were so bitter about that. If we were in the same studio, you would have strangled me for crying out loud. No, it was the dumbest play in the history of football. <laughs> they got They got killed. The Raiders' playoff chances 
because when you think about you needed to win 11 games, that right. game against the Dolphins wasn't a killer. Them getting smoked by the Colts oh. whenever they were leading the game and ended up losing by, let's see, uh, 44 to 27. That was their killer. That was a stretch in which they lost five or six games when they were six and three at one point. So, you know, they- I also thought coming into this year, I'm like, before the preseason started, I'm like that home field because I saw the ticket prices mm-hmm. and like four of the five most expensive tickets were all in Las Vegas. I go, oh, that that home field is going to be something out of this world. They're going to have such a great home field advantage. I wonder how that's going to make a difference in the season. You do feed off that. You know, I know home field is like three points might be worth maybe four or five for the Raiders when it's said and done. I think the good news for the Raiders as far as that home is that home crowd is concerned, yeah, that two of your first three home games aren't necessarily visiting teams that travel and go crazy to go to road trips like Baltimore and Miami, right? But if they struggle in those first four games, then there's a good chance that Philly and Chicago fan could take over that stadium. I hope that's not the case. I think you were alluding to this a little bit with Bernie on Friday night, right? Yeah, Whenever right. Bernie had brought up that he he had heard that what half the ticket sales for that game against the Bears were from out of state. So listen, that's a lot on the Raiders. Alex Leatherwood's got to be good on the right side of the line. They've got to be better defensively, but they're going to go as Derek Carr goes. Now, the, the, I was going to just say the the I'm looking at the ticket prices. The, the first game is a Monday night game, right, for them against the Ravens. Yes, yeah, three hundred dollars now. Uh, is the cheapest ticket, and I'm sure it's just going to continue to go up after that. 300 bucks is the cheapest ticket to get in. That's crazy. Arnie, the Chargers, they get Justin Herbert as their all-time, full-time guy now. Yeah. Um, they've got a new head coach, and he appears to be pretty good. You know, we haven't seen much of Brandon Staley before Joe Lombardi takes over as their offensive coordinator. I mean, is it fair to say a team that was kind of quiet this offseason? They didn't go out and make any big moves. They – changed their coach, and that was about it. Yeah, not a lot of waves except except for changing their coach. Um, I want to see what they're going to go ahead and do this year. I want to see now with Herbert with a, a year under his belt, coming back, and how healthy is he going to be and how far he can take these Charger team. They've lost some terrible games. I mean, if you had a, a, a book in front of you on the last two or three years on the way they've lost games – It'd be incredible, Chris. I mean, it's it's be mind boggling to the way they've lost games. Because we, I, I know we have a lot of Charger fans back at the studio. It's just been either unlucky or whatever it is. They've got to change their luck. But um, I expect maybe a little bit of a better year for them this year. Yeah, Derwin James appears to be healthy. That's something that has not been common in his three previous, the 18, 19, 23 previous years right. in the league. And he's a playmaker at safety. Kenneth Murray, is uh, he looks the part after his rookie season. So I'm intrigued by the Chargers this year. And you're right, they've been so close, man. So many games when they were close. Oh. See if they can't turn it around. And then Arnie, last year, it was a rough one for the Denver Broncos. They make the decision to go with one Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback. Um, they, they've got great weapons, right? You look up right. and down that receiving core. They've got great weapons. They haven't been able to keep him healthy. Cortland Sutton is back. Look like a solid defense. And Vic Fangio's coaching for his job, right? So is this a team that can improve, or is this a team that's just – Counting down to get in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. Well, like Jerry Judy too. When you were mentioning those wide receivers, um, you know Teddy Bridgewater. I've not given enough credit. Uh, do we know how good 
this defense is going to be for the Broncos because a lot of people say this could be the surprise team that could finish second in that division and all of a sudden make some noise if they get far to the playoffs. I'm not ready to anoint them and and say they're going to go that far. I think their defense is good. You mentioned how potent their offense is, and it really is. Their offensive Um, weapons. I wouldn't say their offense is potent. Well, Melvin Gordon also. Um, I just want to see what happens with Bridgewater and how that works out. That's the big question mark there, Chris. Yeah, and then if if it doesn't go well, do they have a a quick trigger to go to Drew Locke? I think they've already played that dance before. or, Or do they then become a team that gets involved in making a move if they don't feel like they have their guy? There you go. There's a quick snapshot of the AFC West. Chiefs hands down favorite. Raiders, Chargers, Broncos will hit the over-under win totals, plus your tweets next. By the way, Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio brought to you in part by Discover, who matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Over-under win totals for the AFC West next on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. All right, speaking of wins, like what I did there, Bobo, trying to be cool. 
Uh, over under so win cool. totals for the AFC West. Yes, I'm so slick. There is nobody in the National Football League who has a higher over under win total than the Kansas City Chiefs, Arnie. Currently mm. sitting at 12 and a half for a wow. team that went 14 and 2 last year and easily, easily could have gone 15 and 1, but sat their starters in the final week of the regular season, which is so weird. Because Andy Reid has no problem playing his starters in the preseason, but wouldn't play him in a meaningless Week 17 game. Uh, interesting schedule to start for the Chiefs as they open up with Cleveland before traveling to Baltimore uh, and then right out of the gates with an AFC West showdown against Los Angeles in Week 3. Some marquee dates on their schedule, a trip to Tennessee on October 24th. They battled Dallas on November 21st, of course, um, everybody had been talking about the Green Bay game on November 7th that's going to be in Arrowhead. Just a couple of games uh, that stood out to me. Are you like me and thinking the over is the bet at 12 and a half with the Chiefs? Yeah, I thought you were going to tell me it was going to be 13 and a half. For some reason, I had that etched in my mind. When you said 12 and a half, I'm like, of course they're going to go at least uh, 13 and four. And really what you do in a situation like this is just say, oh, let's assume they win all their home games, or at least they should then what do they got that's tough on the road? As you mentioned, they got the second game against Baltimore and in week seven against Tennessee. Other than that, I don't see too many problems there. So maybe they could get tripped up once, maybe tripped up twice, and they'll still be in a good spot. I'm going to have to go over 12 and a half in this. I one. am too. I am too. I, I think that they could go 14 and three, 15 and two this year. Though that's one of those over bets that it almost feels like they're they're giving you money. Now on the other side of it, Man, this. I, I, well, remember I, now, I, if you get COVID and they have to forfeit a game, there's you know that's something you can't take into consideration. Do you really think that we're going to have forfeitures because of COVID? Yeah, I do actually. You really do? Why you don't think there will be? No, I don't. I mean, first of all, the vaccination rates are so damn high They're, in the league. That's ninety percent of the team that's vaccinated. What's the level to where they won't let you play a game? They haven't even told well, us. I, I got to tell you, there's a, a, and I can't remember which gambler who put out a tweet. I think it was today about how he's taking like the under, and we talked about this with Todd on so many of the prop bets because he feels like um, COVID could make a, a forfeit uh, one or two of them, and then you get then you're not going to be able to win the over. So he's taking the under. Okay, I mean, I just disagree with that. I, I, I think that the NFL has done a really good job in its, vaccina- so. yeah. in its vaccinations, but I don't. I sure as hell don't think I would look at that as a reason to take an over, or excuse me, an under with a win total. I mean, it, I, they're gonna. I know everyone's being big, big bad bullies. If we can't reschedule a game, it's a forfeit. I think they're still going to reschedule games. I think no, they're going to still find no. ways to get absolutely they will. No way. Because especially if it's a situation where it's a, a primetime game that matters, you're telling me that if COVID numbers come down for the Buccaneers on the night of the Patriots-Buccaneers game in, Arrow, in uh, New England that they're going to suddenly say, oh, yeah, it's a forfeit. Can't come have on. two sets of rules for everybody, Chris. I'm sorry. They're not going to have two sets of rules. Yeah. They came out being Barney Badass, and then they realized <laughs> they they did, and that's what Barney happened. Badass. They came out being Mr. Tough Guys. Like if you're if it happens amongst unvaccinated players, you're not. Well, your vaccination rates are so high right, that right. most of these outbreaks are coming because of vaccinated people. 
So I, I don't know how you're going to then make them pay a price. I know we went round and round on that on Friday, yeah. but I'm just telling you, I don't think it's going to – COVID's an issue. I'm not trying to say it's not an issue. Right, I don't right. think forfeits are going to be a problem. So, But that doesn't change your over on 12.5 for the Chiefs, right? No, I'm right? still going to go over 12.5. So it's weird when I look at some of these because I see the Patriots – or pardon me, the Chargers at 9.5, which is the same over-under for the Patriots too, and I think that seems like a massively large number. But then you realize – we are playing 17 games this year. Yeah. So nine and a half is barely over 500, though. And they're playing the NFC East, too. And, and they're playing the cross with the NFC East this year. So I don't know, Arnie, with the Chargers, you're going over nine and a half. And they're playing a third place schedule, too. Remember, they didn't finish in second last year. They're playing a third place schedule. I, I, I like the over, for, as you mentioned, the third place schedule also. Um, when you look at the division, you know, you got to chuck up two losses to Kansas City. But other than that, you know, maybe you feel like you could go ahead and get like uh, out of the other two games, maybe you go four and all in that situation. That's going to go ahead and get you the over. It's not that tough of a schedule, to be honest with you. Um, like you said, you have the NFC East, so that's going to help you also. You said exactly nine. That's what the number is. Um, ten and seven. No, nine very... and a half. Nine and a half. Okay, ten and seven still seems pretty realistic. I think I'm going to take the over, but not by much. Ten's probably the magic number there. The lowest win total in the AFC West is the Raiders at Uh seven, which I know you'll take the under, so I'll spare the conversation there. (laughs) The Denver Broncos are at eight and a half. I just, that seems, they haven't been able to stay healthy the last couple of years. They do have the last place schedule. You mentioned they cross with the NFC East, as all the West does. I, I don't know, Arnie, that... That seems like a scary over at eight and a half where you're you're counting on that team having a winning record this year. You know, if momentum means anything, and in football I think it does, if they win their first two games on the road against like the Giants in Jacksonville, come back home and beat the Jets, all of a sudden they're looking at a three and record and two of those wins came on the road, that could carry them a little bit. Um geez, eight and a half you said on that one? Nine and uh, nine and eight doesn't seem that far fetched from that one. Also, I think I'd go with the under, uh, the over, because I'm going under with the Raiders. That's for damn sure. No one, of course you are. No one on the planet has an easier path to three and zero than the Broncos appear to have. Well, two and uh, two, two on the road though. I know that you're drunk on Trevor Lawrence's performance today, Arnie. <laughs> but one of those games is at the New York Giants. How do you feel about the Giants? They're they're just garbage. Okay. Uh, second week is at Jacksonville. Should be a good game. Okay, and then you get the New York Jets at home. Yeah, that's why I said three and zero, oh, and then all of a sudden the overs looking good, and then you got two of those wins on the road. Yep, they might be okay. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting because I'll tell you what. Um, I am so fascinated by the health side of this. The Broncos have just been a team over the last three years that can't stay healthy. And I know there's no way you can quantify that, right? Right, right. No way you can lay it out. So I tell you something, I'm, I'm intrigued by what Denver has this year. I don't know if they're a good football team. I know they have a good roster. But but you're counting on Vic Fangio, who has botched every big game situation since he's been the head coach and he's playing for his life. I'd go under, but then again, I'm also wondering, is that a situation where I'm letting my silver and black fandom creep in a little bit here? Hey, and oh, by hey, the way, I'll tell you this. Yeah. I would put every dollar I own on the Raiders over seven and a half. Ooh. That's how confident I am about it. Hey, I, I was going to say, any chance, on my over. 
any chance somebody gets within a game or two of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs when it's all said and done, or that's just too hard? I think it's going to be too hard this year. Unless Mahomes gets hurt. Well, yes. That's all another story. Right. Exactly. And it almost happened in the AFC playoffs. And in the AFC playoffs, that was, gosh, Chad Henney running on fourth down for like 13 yards. And they get they take advantage of every break they get. And even when <laughs> things go against them, Arnie, they still go out and get it done. I'm just fascinated by the Chiefs' domination and if anyone can get on their level in the AFC West. All right, so next week, next week, let's see. So we hit the NFC West, the AFC West. You notice that I was leaving your magical AFC East until like last? Yes. So we got the NFC East next week and buckle up. Oh. I can sense your excitement see, that's right important. now. That's really important. That's actually, is that one of the divisions? Is that one of the five that's already done or is that up in the air? No, that was uh, that was one of them that was up in the air. All right, all right. Well, when we come back, let's dive into your tweets and Arnie's picks. But first, one final time tonight, Steve DeSager comes rolling in with the latest update. What's up, Steve? We had the final five games of the NFL preseason. The late game went to Cleveland tonight, 19-10 at Atlanta. Baker Mayfield, a touchdown pass. And New England edged the Giants 22-20 as the Giants missed a late two-point pass attempt. Giants tight end Evan Ingram left with a calf injury. New England quarterback Cam Newton was just 2 of 5 passing, 10 yards, 1 interception. Wins for Jacksonville and Miami on the road. San Francisco a winner. Ravens lost starting running back J.K. Dobbins. Out for the year with a torn ACL. He was hurt in the preseason finale of theirs last night. Vikings starting tight end Irv Smith will have knee surgery. Minnesota gave safety Harrison Smith a four-year extension. The Saints, whose home exhibition yesterday was canceled due to the hurricane, will practice in Dallas this week. Each NFL team's 53-man roster will be set on Tuesday. And in college football this week, on Fox TV, Ohio State's opener is Thursday night at Minnesota in AP's preseason time. 25 there were five teams each from the pac-12 big 10 and the sec patrick cantley was the golf winner after the sixth playoff hole defeating bryson DeChambeau in maryland DeChambeau had missed a six-foot putt for birdie on the second playoff hole he also missed a six-footer on friday shot 60 instead of a 59 that day cantley will now start the tour championship in atlanta with a two-shot lead based on his standing he's now in first as for baseball the little league world series final went to michigan five to two over ohio the first little league world series title for the state of michigan since 1959 this was the only time clubs from the same region played in the title game the reason is international teams did not compete a first since 1975 due to the travel restrictions that are out there. Tonight's MLB game at Oakland went to the A's, 3-1 over the Yankees on a two-run homer bottom of the eighth by Tony Kemp. Giancarlo Stanton had two hits, but the rest of the Yankees went three for 26. Chad Green took the loss in relief. The Yankees had won 13 straight until yesterday's loss in the Bay Area. The A's are now two and a half games out of the final AL wildcard spot behind Boston, which lost, giving up three runs bottom of the eighth at Cleveland. Indians 7-5 the final. The first place team, the Rays, are now six games ahead Ahead of the Yankees, Rays won 12-8 at Baltimore. Tampa Bay's won seven in a row. Joey Wendell with two homers, including a grand slam. And rookie shortstop of the Rays, Wander Franco, has reached base 29 straight games. Tampa Bay went 18-1 against the Orioles huh. head-to-head this year. Yes. They're bad. Seattle beat Kansas City 4-3. Kyle Seeger, a two-run homer, bottom of the seventh. 
Kyle Seeger has 31 homers and he's batting 216 for the Royals. Salvador Every Perez, home run. he's the perfect player for these days. Salvador Perez in defeat, homered for a fifth straight game. He has 38 homers this year. That's second in the majors to Shohei Otani's 41. Dodgers got shut out at home, five nothing by Colorado. San Francisco got shut out at Atlanta, nine nothing. Giants still first in the NOS, still two and a half games over the Dodgers. But the losing pitcher for San Francisco today, Anthony D. Sclafani lasted just three innings. This guy was an all-star midseason. He is a serious question mark at the moment. Philadelphia beat Madison Bumgarner in Arizona 7-4. Cincinnati has the lead for the final NL wildcard spot. It's just a game and a half over the Padres, who were off on a Sunday today. St. Louis just three and a half back for that last wildcard. But the Reds lost 2-1 at Miami, and the Cardinals lost 4-3 at Pittsburgh. Cards gave up a three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth, the loss to closer Alex Reyes. The Pirates' offense was 3-for-27 until the game-winning home run. Mets and Toronto each one. White Sox 13-1 over the Cubs. White Sox hit five home runs. Chicago White Sox have the largest division lead there is. Milwaukee and Texas each one. The Texas win was 13-2, beating Zach Granke and Houston. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Have a great week, uh, week, buddy. We'll see you next Sunday night right here. We'll have a full slate of college games. You know, I say I'll see you guys next Sunday night. I plan on it. I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know what the future of Oklahoma's game looks like on Saturday next week. Um, obviously, we're not thinking about football in the in the Gulf Coast right now, and we're slated to be in New Orleans on Saturday. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think that game's going to happen, Arnie. Right. On, on Saturday. So, you know, could it be a game that gets pushed to a Sunday? Could it get pushed to a Monday? I mean, oh, wow. I, I don't know. That'd be pretty cool, a little Monday Night Football. But regardless, we're, we're obviously keeping a close eye on the rescheduling side of this. But I think you hit this earlier, Arnie. We couldn't care less about football right now. We want the safety of those in the New yes. Orleans area. Uh, be uh, powers out everywhere. Just our thoughts are out to you. I mean, that's all we can really say right now. By the way, is there a time frame they have to let you know by? Or me? Or, no, well, the, the I, day I, before. Not, well, I just meant the teams. I meant the, the teams. royal. The royal we. Yeah, I think what I've come to understand is there's yeah. not necessarily a drop dead date. Okay, but there would be a decision made because the storm was supposed to push through by this evening and hopefully start, you know, weakening and, and moving more inland. The sense I'm getting from the reports I'm seeing, Arnie, is that it's not a weakening. So right. I'm, I would – So much destruction. So, so much. Right so now, I, yeah. do, I don't think we'll be heading down there to play. I don't know for certain. That I, a couple weeks ago, you remember when I was, I was talking to Todd, and I, you might have been out. It might have been the Sunday night you were out. And I theorized that the Oklahoma-Tulane game could get moved because there was concerns. I was going to ask you that, too, like Jerry's World or something. Yeah, Yeah, no, it won't go to Jerry's World, I don't think. Uh, I think it would go to Norman if it gets moved. And when I theorized it, uh, a couple of Sooner fans were listening, and it ended up all over message boards. Oh, jeez. And we were like, uh, Plank said this, so it's happening. So i got to (laughs) be careful now, Arnie. I don't want to get aggregated here and make anyone mad at me. But I think there's a really good chance we're not playing in New Orleans on Saturday. Hey, by the way, Arnie and Plank brought to you by Discover, which matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Uh, the tweets have been really good tonight. Uh, Emmett, the blind Seahawks fan, writes, I actually have the Chargers second in the division. I like Herbert. 
a lot, and the Chargers are so close. They have their guy, Derwin James, back. Also, they made some moves. Chiefs one, Chargers two, Raiders three, Broncos four. It's going to be a fight. I think it's going to be a very competitive two, three, four division. Right, I just right. don't know if anyone has anything for number one right now. No, I, I was hoping it'd be, uh, you know, uh, the Chiefs ran away with it so bad last year. It was a six-game difference. I, I wonder if it's going to be more of the same. Chiefs had some close games last year, too. I mean, that's that's the one thing that's right, right. That's so cover, weird about this. They went through that streak of not covering games. Yeah, and in fact, it would even lead many to wonder just how good they were. But you know, including many conversations we had on this show. But <laughs> they kicked the snot out of Houston in the opener. Remember when they just ran the ball down right. their throats? They then needed overtime to beat the Chargers. Had that amazing win at Baltimore where they smoked them. But then, you know, struggled against Carolina in week nine. Um, they, they jumped out early on Tampa, then had to hold on to beat them in week 12. Barely get by the Raiders on a last-second touchdown. Uh, struggled against Denver in a regular season game. Your, your Miami Dolphins, same thing, kind of like the Tampa game, right? right. Fell behind early and then kind of came scratching and clawing back, only lost by six. The, the, the Falcons should have beat them. The Falcons had him beat. They had a, neck, a field goal in overtime block. Falcons and the, have everybody beat somehow, and they lose. I know, and they still end up losing the game. Yeah. And the Saints, you know, it was a 32-29 game. I mean, there's eight games right there that were one-score games for them, but wow. they find a way to win. Uh, and then this one quickly from Roberta, who writes, Urban Meyer does not belong in the NFL. He won't admit coaches may be the decision makers in college, but players – Making a zillion dollars a year are the top dogs in the pros. Bye-bye, Urban. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's really that big of a deal like everybody's making it out to be. And there was rumors about him making it into a, a college atmosphere and that the uh, veterans aren't liking it. I don't know if I buy into all that. And I think Urban can adjust. I don't think it's that tough for him, you know? I think he looks miserable. <laughs> but I also don't know the last time that I saw Urban Meyer look yeah, really happy, all happy coaching yeah. football. But I, you're you're a lot higher on him as a pro coach than I am. Yeah. But he did have a couple of guys come out tonight and stand up for him. So at least you've got that. And maybe it helps a bit that your first team offense did go out and score yeah. on a couple of possessions and not look inept like they did on Monday night. So. Well, they won the game. Remember, he gets upset when they even lose preseason games. So you there you be, go. Should be happy now. <laughs> you won a game going away. Be happy, Urban. All right, when we come back, it's oh, what boy. you all came for tonight. Oh, boy. It's Arnie's Picks next on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Oh yes, our final segment here on Fox Sports Radio. On a Sunday night next week, gosh, we'll be recapping the Notre Dame-Florida State game next week at this time. Let's And all the big college games. And it'll be leading right into, what, game week in the NFL? Oh, my gosh. Let's go. Uh, Thanks to Bobo. Great job on the wheels of steel, Bobo. Fun stuff, as always. Uh, Steve DeSager crushing it on updates. Lead the lap. Put us a heck of a show together. Thanks to Todd Furman. Thanks to, who am I leaving out? Oh, Jason Hershorn at by underscore JBH on Twitter. And thanks to you guys for listening. But let, let's get to what you all came for tonight. It's yes. time. Yes. The stinking genius was perfect last week in his college picks. Well, almost perfect. Well, well that's debatable. Oh, really? Why yes. is that? Well, take it away. Let us know. Well, What's the I controversy? Really should, I really should wait till you guys send me money in Venmo because I'm, my picks have been red hot. You don't now, even know. Darryl- no, wait, hold on. Pause. You had a good weekend. Your picks have not been red hot. You've got to stop it. You had a good weekend. You were like two for seven in the preseason before that. The show is today. The preseason doesn't count. We're talking about college. Now, my official picks 4-0, but somebody pointed out I did take an over in a game, which I never would have taken had there been more games. So um, it didn't go over. so. So this isn't a you problem. This was a problem with the with not enough games, is what you're right. Saying. That's exactly. Oh, okay. So otherwise, right. I went four and zero oh without the over under in there uh, with the sides. So when all that upset special was Illinois to beat Nebraska, that one straight up, that one against the spread. So otherwise, I was pretty much perfect to be honest with you. You know, not bad, perfect. You know what I mean, Chris? Well, you just perfect? said you weren't perfect. Well, I don't count the over-under. <laughs> Just make your picks. Here we, we You're dying for them. I know you. I should charge you guys is what I should do. Uh, again, we're not really dying for them. There I, Oklahoma to like Lane, the first game. Five minutes left in the show. 
Oklahoma to the best for last. Uh, let me tell you something. I don't know, like Chris, where the game's going to be played. The line's going to be adjusted on this one. Tulane's getting 26 and a half, and they're actually a pretty damn good team, especially offensively. I have taken the 26 and a half, and they, had they played in Tulane, might even have made that an upset special, but I, I can't do that right now. Um, I'll get the adjusted line this week and put it out on Twitter, but I'm taking Tulane plus the 26 and a half points for now. I'm all over Wisconsin minus the four and a half against Penn State. I think that's a small line playing at home. Both teams somewhat close to each other, but I think Wisconsin just a little bit better on the offensive side. They got a great stud running back, and defensively, they're always tough there. Got a great offensive line, too, so I'm taking Wisconsin minus the four and a half. Alabama-Miami, as good as I think Alabama is, 19, way too many points in this one, Chris. I'm going to jump on Miami and take the 19 and hope they can keep this one close. Upset special number one, Louisiana Lafayette. I don't want the nine. I don't need the nine. I'm going to take the nine. I'm not jumping on that Texas bandwagon, my friend. It could be a tough year for them. And Louisiana was a pretty darn good team last year. They're coming in at number 23 in the country. I'm jumping on them right off the bat. Did I mention upset special number two? Does this count as an upset special if I'm taking Georgia plus the three? Is three enough for an upset special? Don't want the points. Don't need the points. What a great game this one's going to be. I can't wait to see how this one's going to go ahead and turn on out. Um, looking forward to it. Everybody's been, everybody's been looking forward to it all year long. Um, is Clemson going to be able to go ahead? And is DJ going to be able to go ahead and go, put up the points that DJ you saw? Trevor? You didn't hear me? Yeah, with DJ, I forgot his last name. What is it? You didn't hear me? No. You don't listen to me then, you do go you? DJ U, is that what you're going with? Yeah, you don't like that? <laughs> That's fine. I just wanted to see you try to say his last name. Oh, Everybody's going to be stealing clap, that from clap, me. Clap, clap, clap. I'm not clap. done. I'm not done. What do you mean to clap, 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 clap? Uh, I'm taking Georgia plus the three. Give me UCLA plus the three. I had a complete change of heart of that one against LSU. And upset special uh, number three, Arizona. Don't want the points. Don't need the points. I'm taking the points. 11 and a half over BYU. BYU going to get the beat down out there in Las Vegas. My Arizona Wildcats start off fresh with a victory over BYU. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. And boom goes the dynamite. That's you're, right. You can do this to yourself every single week with Arizona or just the opening week? Yeah, we'll see how they do in the opener. <laughs> what if they get smoked? Why would you bring that up? What, what happens if Oklahoma gets smoked by Tulane? Do you know how good their you know how good their offense is that you said is a pretty good offense, Arnie? Who? Tulane. You your 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 reason. How do you know? How do you know they don't get smoked? What happens? Are you going to quit your job if Oklahoma gets smoked by Tulane? Yes, Arnie. If Oklahoma gets smoked by Tulane, I will quit my job. All right, roll tape on this one, would you please? How many times have you? quit your job only to not quit your job. I've never had to because I'm always right on the picks. Why? I'm perfect. You're giving me grief and I went perfect last week. What happens if I didn't go perfect? You you missed a pick. That's not perfect. That one doesn't count. I I, I don't think you I think we need to get some definitions here. Missing a pick is not perfect. That was just an over-under I wouldn't have taken anyway. That doesn't count. <laughs> oh, gosh. You do need your own 900 line. You need your own service. <laughs> yeah, you, you got some Artie sound? I'm ready I'm for old. it. I'm old. Give me, give me, give me. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs>
I, I can't make guys. fun of Artie. He's not too much older than me. I but hey, guys. G- good luck after your p- perfect oh, weekend. If I go seven and zero, I'm going to be just disgustingly obnoxious. More so than normal? Oh, t- 10 times more okay, so than normal. Well, I'll, hopefully I'll be here for yes. it. In the meantime, great job as always, Bobo. Um, awesome. I, I never even got the story about Bobo's party that he was posting on Instagram about. Uh, that looked like a blast. Great no job, party. lead a lap. Awesome job tonight by Steve DeSager. Ben Maller is coming up next. Arnie, enjoy the first full week of college football. We'll have an entire slate of games to recap whenever we come back on Sunday and an NFL season that we can go all in on after a week off. Weekend off, NFL is here. It's going to be a blast. Have a great week, Arnie. You too, my friend. Show never stops on Twitter at Stinking Genius One at Plank Show at Fox Sports Radio. We'll see you next week. Binge listen this and all your artist stations, plus any song from our library of millions of songs, all ad free. Get your free 30 day trial of iHeartRadio All Access. You'll love it. Don't be basic, be extra. Start your free 30 day trial of iHeartRadio All Access now. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.